to the Tech Night Owl Live, the show for PC users who can handle the truth. And now, here's your host, Gene Steinberg. This week on the Tech Night Out Live, we'll have Kirk McElhern. He is the iTunes guy for Macworld Magazine. We'll talk about the cloud and lots of other stuff. Jim Dalrymple of The Loop at loopinsight.com is the guy who makes predictions. And when he makes predictions, they tend to come true. Maybe he should be on our other show, The Paracast. But no, he's not. He's on the Tech Night Out Live. Just want to remind you that this portion of the Tech Night Out Live is brought to you by Friendly Integration. They're the makers of the Eyeballs line of unique iPad cases and accessories. You know, Eyeballs provides ultimate drop protection for parents with young children, educators, and those clumsy adults amongst us, like myself. I'm not going to ask Kirk if he's clumsy or not. Are you clumsy, Kirk? You know, I'm not. I think I've never dropped my iPhone since I got it in January. I've never dropped my iPad. I only dropped an iPod once. I'll tell you what, whether or not you're clumsy, take a look at this product. www.eyeballs.info, and balls is with a Z, okay? Balls with a Z, eyeballs.info, and use the promo code Owl to save 20% off your order. How about that? Kirk, welcome back to the show. But before we get into the cloud, the good, the bad, the ugly, and who knows what, let's get into this. I think the last time we talked to you, we were mentioning Mountain Lion Bugs, Apple's Mountain Lion operating system. Apple has worked moderately fast, just about a month well, actually, four weeks after Mountain Lion was introduced in late July, Apple came out with a 10.8.1 update. That's a little bit longer than they usually take for the first updates. And there are a handful of fixes, but nothing is said about battery life problems on the various Mac portables. Have you had a chance to try 10.8.1? Yeah, I, I actually downloaded the beta yesterday. Because it had been, you know, I have a developer account, and it had been around for a long enough time that I figured it was probably the last beta. And I put it on my MacBook Pro, and it does seem that battery life is a little bit better. Not a lot. When I first got the MacBook Pro, it was running under Lion, and I was getting what looked to be like seven to eight hours of battery life. You know, when I wasn't watching videos or, you know, doing any high processor stuff. With the update, I emptied out the battery once after I updated it, and I really haven't been able to see. It looks a little bit better, but I'm not really sure how much. What's interesting is that it has to be the smallest OS X update we've ever seen. It comes to about, what, 7 megabytes. Well, the copy I see online from Apple, and it depends on the kind of computer you have, but Apple's official Delta version, which is just the updated files, is about 24 or 25 megabytes. That's interesting, yeah. yeah. When I got mine through the, through the Mac App Store, it was 7. But when I installed the beta yesterday, it was about 40. Now, of course, the betas always have extra code in them, so that's normal. Right, but the point being here is that somebody, one developer, said, gee, the battery life is really good. And one developer is not a trend. But just from that, the Mac blogosphere jumped on that statement and said, gee, it looks like Apple fixed it. The release notes don't say anything about battery life. No, the release notes talk about all sorts of arcane things like migration assistant might unexpectedly quit microsoft exchange server issues server yeah issues with audio through a thunderbolt display some problems with iMessages. bunch of really really arcane things that i won't try to define i mean if you get the update for 10.8.1 you'll see the basic information there 
And I expect that very small numbers of people are impacted by that. Now, understand that Apple is notorious, is infamous for making changes and not putting them anywhere, not documenting them anywhere. But something like a battery life issue, because of the fact that a fair number of people have complained, I'm sure Apple will mention that. Apple is not yeah, going that, to keep that Yeah, that would get publicity. It's worth noting that on the day we're recording this um, is the day it was released, and the day before they started seeding the 10.8.2 update to developers. They're always already working on the next step, but here they've already got it out to developers before they even actually released the, the 10.8.1 update to users. And without going into detail, it may be that Apple felt it's better to issue updates in rapid fire as they fix things and get all the problems, the key critical problems with Mountain Lion dealt with. Now, other than battery life, some people complain about performance. Some people claim that the system seems to lag, but there could be other reasons for that. Some people complain about the features, and I think one of them that's pretty controversial is Apple restored save as to applications that support Apple's autosave feature. Now, this is confusing because in the past, here's how things would work. You open a document, you do something with it, and you say, you know, this is going to be a separate document, so I click Save As. And what Save As does is it leaves the original document alone. Right. It doesn't change it. It simply incorporates those changes in the new version of the document. However, with Save As under Mountain Lion, and this is only with apps that support autosave, okay? So it's not a Mountain Lion savvy app or I presume an app that is lion-savvy might apply too, what happens is even more complicated because you open the document, you make changes, then you use Save As. And Save As, by the way, is adding an option to what is called the duplicate feature or holding the option key down, going to the file menu, and you'll see Save As. What happens is the original document still has the changes that you made. Yeah. Which then go into the new document, so you don't have a pristine document. And a lot of times people set up these documents to be templates, okay? They're designed right, to be templates. You'll open a document, you'll start typing, and then you'll save as, so you keep your original exactly as it was. Exactly. And that's the way we've been doing this for 20 years, or 30 years even. Right, so Apple changed it without telling us. Well, right there's now. a lot of stuff they don't tell us. They'll but say this is something than, here that they the should have told us. I mean, this is something that you don't keep a secret. You're making a very serious interface change. Because all Apple well, did, by the way, all Apple really did was to take the feature known as duplicate, mm-hmm. which is basically that. You're working on a document, and you press duplicate. You make another copy of that document as of the state that it was last updated, which is, of course, ongoing updates. That is what duplicate is. And all Apple did was give you the option to call it save as. So it's basically the duplicate command relabeled save as, but it's not like your father's save as. Do I make myself clear? Yeah, I have a a lot of trouble getting my head around this one because we're so used to the way we would save as a document. And then the duplicate came in, which I never really understood. And then they throw another spanner into the works. So if I really need to do this, I close my document and make a copy in the finder because I just can't take the chance that I'm going to lose something or mess up a document that I want to keep in a certain state. And the other thing to consider here, too, is that, as I said, Apple should document serious usability changes of this nature because they did. And I think they took the cheap way out 
which is to relabel, duplicate, save as. What makes matters doubly confusing is the fact that a number of applications have never, ever been upgraded to Lion or Mountain Lion. Consider last year, July of 2011. With the release of Lion, Microsoft says, well, we're going to update Office 2011, maybe not in weeks, but maybe in months, to support autosave version full screen apps. That's what they said. As of yeah. today, the only thing that appears to be updated is full-screen apps work in some of the Office 2011 programs. Yep. With the new MacBook Pro with Retina display, obviously you have to have all the artwork redone for the higher resolution. That was done with Outlook 2011, but the other Office apps, it hasn't been done. And worse, Microsoft has yet to say when it's going to happen. They're too busy driving people crazy with Windows 8, and the Office for Windows team is busy coming out with this pathetic release called Office 2013 for Windows. And the only concession to touch there is with the ribbon, the buttons get bigger if you're using a touch interface. Don't ask me to explain this. It's all too confusing. I hardly think it's even worth any further discussion. So those of you who love Windows are now going to send me nasty letters. And a reminder, by the way, this portion of the Tech Night Out Live is brought to you by Friendly Integration, which is a company that makes the Eyeballs line of unique iPad cases and accessories. And Eyeballs, by the way, is with an I, not with an E-Y-E. So if you go to Eyeballs, I-B-A-L-L-Z dot info, you get a 20% discount if you use the promo code Tech Night Owl. You're listening to the Tech Night Owl Live. You know, neighbors, during the summer, it seems like almost everyone is on a different schedule. They have vacations, they have shorter days, and they work remotely. So meeting all your clients and colleagues in person can just be impossible. That's why I recommend go to meeting with HD Faces. It lets you meet face-to-face no matter where you are this summer. Here's how it works. With GoToMeeting by Citrix, it just takes a webcam and a click to collaborate in a group HD video. You can even get an iPad app for it. How about that? Plus, GoToMeeting is so easy to use. You know, our listeners can try GoToMeeting free for 30 days. So don't wait for this special offer. Visit GoToMeeting.com, click the Try It Free button, use the promo code PODCAST. Use the promo code PODCAST at GoToMeeting.com to get a free trial for just 30 days, neighbors. And don't forget that special iPad app. Good day. Peter Kranchnobel from Midas Resources. Today is August 24th, 2012. Gold open this morning at 1665.20. A one-ounce gold coin can be purchased for 170666, 853.33 for a half ounce, and 426.67 for a quarter ounce. 170666, 853.33, and 426.67. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. Have you ever wondered why banks, stockbrokers, investment advisors won't talk about gold IRAs? Wait a sec. Gold and silver is going up while Congress is trying to settle on the next debt increase. And there's no end to this madness. That old 401k and IRA can be converted into physical gold without tax consequences. I explain this in my book, 10 Reasons to Buy Gold. Don't let time slip away. Call for your free copy today, 800-686-2237. Get away from that Washington spin and get honest answers about gold. 800-686-2237. The book is free, 800-686-2237. 
What's the difference in all these online emergency food stores? The difference is Deseret. DeseretFoodStores.com has the best price on a one-year supply of restaurant-style gourmet food starting at just $695 for 875 servings. For the highest quality food with a 30-year shelf life, experience the Deseret difference at DeseretFoodStore.com, spelled D-E-S-E-R-E-T, or call 801-444-1444. DeseretFoodStore.com. Food for now, food for life. In a coming-apart world, you need something to keep it tied together. That something is Atwood Rope, the highest quality rope made in the USA from exotic braids for military, rescue, arborists, shipyards, tow line, or boating. Quality rope at affordable prices you and your customers can depend on. Find a dealer or shop online at atwoodrope.net. Enter promo code RADIO to receive 100 feet of 550 paracord free with purchase. Atwood Rope, working to keep the world tied together. I have bought a few bottles of heart and body extract and have to say that it it certainly does work. That's what Jack from Michigan had to say after his experience with heart pain and what he did to treat it with heart and body extract. I actually had a huge heart flutter. I was also having some edema around my ankles and very worrisome clot in my uh, right leg that would happen from time to time I was trying to sleep. Heart and body extract is all natural with no negative side effects. It will help repair or correct past problems associated with the heart and body circulation. After my second bottle of heart and body extract, all problems are now gone. Order at hbextract.com or call 866-295-5305. I ordered a third bottle of heart and body extract for maintenance as I want to keep everything working. Order heart and body extract at 866-295-5305 or hbextract.com. Heart and body extract for a long and healthy life. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Tech Night Owl Live, please send it to news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. If you'd like to discuss today's show with fellow Night Owls, visit our community forums at forum.technightowl.com. That's forum.technightowl.com. With Kirk McElhern joining us on the Tech Night Owl Live, we start our discussions with Apple and Mountain Lion and Lion to see exactly what's going on with that release. And we mentioned very briefly Windows 8. And we see that Microsoft has released a new corporate logo to reflect the tiles of Windows 8. Yeah, this is a huge change, and it reflects the tiles of Windows 8, which, of course, reflect those four-colored wavy windows that were in Windows. But what's very interesting is that the corporate logo never had anything related to Windows in it before. Now, this is obviously not just Windows because it's it's sort of the concept of their Metro interface. Sorry, they don't call it the Metro interface. What do they call it? The modern interface? They, here's an interesting story here. If you hadn't heard our last couple of episodes of the Tech Night Out Live, there is a retailer in Germany called Metro AG. So there obviously Microsoft yeah. could have pulled an Apple and sent them a check. Or maybe the check they wanted was too large for Microsoft to write. Whatever the problem. Microsoft decided we're not going to call it Metro. We're not going to call it the interface formerly known as Metro. We'll call it Modern UI. Modern modern UI, UI, which is basically, we have a word for that in Brooklyn called (laughs) FEH. It sounds like something that a politician would make up. 
Oh, politicians are doing really wonderful stuff these days. And let's so. not talk about that, Gene. We're not going to talk about legitimate rape. No. But that's a legitimate operating system with a legitimate interface name called Modern UI. It's so sexy. I thought, you know, if they can't call it Metro, maybe they can call it Underground. Maybe they can call it L. But that would be you know, taken. I'm, I'm, I'm actually surprised about this whole thing because I, I know a bit about trademarks, and you reserve trademarks for what are called classes, and a, a class is a particular group of products. Now, that Metro has their name trademarked for supermarkets, I can't see how they would have their name trademarked for things like computer operating systems. Now, I can say this it's possible that some of their supermarkets sell cheap electronics gear. Was that- yeah, but that's still not a computer operating system. There's not a chance of confusion between the two. Well, you know, maybe they went to Metro and said, look, is this a problem? Are you going to annoy us about this? And maybe their executives said, we will annoy you about it anyway because we can still see some kind of room for conflict. Yeah, I think it's, you know, I think they were kind of dumb because while it's a very big supermarket chain, they probably could have gotten a lot of money from Microsoft and, you know, to allow them to use the name without any hassles. In any case, this new logo is interesting because, first of all, it brings the Windows colors and shapes and the Metro, sorry, uh, modern UI or whatever, into the corporate logo. It means um, if you look at that logo, you're a square because you got four of them. Yeah, the, the square itself is pretty trendy these days. And the square with colors is pretty trendy. But what I find interesting is the, is the, the font that they use for the Microsoft name. It's a change from Microsoft, which generally had... How can I say it? M- Microsoft logos were generally... They looked like PCs. You know what I mean? They looked like they had the kind of tackiness. They they didn't have something that looked modern. But the Microsoft name does look modern. And what's interesting is it's very similar to the font that Apple uses. Um, if you look on the Apple website, I don't know what the name of the font is, but the two of them are – the weight is different, but they're pretty much the same style font. I mean, it's not exactly the same, but it's the same kind of sans serif font, which is, you know, pretty much the the, the hip type of font for today. So it does sort of go in the direction of Apple-inspired simplicity and minimalism. And that's kind of interesting for Microsoft. Well, Microsoft is, if nothing else, minimal. (laughs) I don't know what to say to that one, Gene. No, I'm just being silly. It's an interesting change for them. And I wish them all the luck in the world, and I hope they, you know, can become a very big computer company. Someday, you know, they'll make that Surface tablet, and things will just go off the rails. But before this show gets off the rails, let's go from Microsoft and Apple to the cloud. Or as Adam West said once many years ago, to the cloud, Robin. No, he didn't say that. He probably didn't say that. No, he said to the bat cave, Robin. Unless he was using the bat plane, in which case it would be to the cloud, right? They have a plane. Yeah, they have a bat plane. I don't remember that, but, you know, you're the expert on that stuff. I'm the expert on Batman because I saw Dark Knight Rises? Yeah, well, I didn't see that yet. You didn't? Uh, But this isn't a show about movies, so, you know, you don't want to hear about my taste in movies. What have you seen? Um, What, recently? Sure. I haven't seen anything recently. Okay. We don't have movies where I live. You don't? Well, there's a movie theater, but it's not very good. I mean, the the thing is, so people listening who don't know me, I live in France. Um, and in France, there are two ways you can see movies. They're either dubbed or subtitled. Now, I refuse to see dubbed movies. 
simply refuse to see them because it's just an aberration. And the town I live in doesn't have movie theaters that show subtitled movies. Um, in some countries, it's pretty rare. In other countries like Scandinavia and Germany, subtitled movies are common, um, but here they're not. So I don't really see many new movies. I'll wait till they come out on DVD or for rental on the iTunes store or stuff like that. Do you rent the French version or the English language version? Oh, I always go for the English version. As I said, I don't want, I don't like dubbed movies. And at least with DVDs, you can get the original language without subtitles. You can turn off the subtitles. Okay, I'll drink to that. Yep. In fact, some people say I'll drink to anything. But let's get back with our heads in clouds. Okay. Okay. Why do people care so much about the cloud these days? Well, the cloud is an interesting concept. Unfortunately, I think the concept of the cloud is is kind of confusing because you think of something amorphous and sort of decentralized and it's sort of like that. Basically, the cloud is just where you put stuff on a server that you can access from anywhere. Um, it doesn't matter where the server is. The server could be in Europe, in the States, in Asia. Uh, as long as you have an internet connection, you can access content um, whether it be from your, your, your computer, your, your telephone, or whatever. Now, the cloud is interesting because it lets you access content from multiple devices. Um, I think one of the best examples is to discuss Dropbox, which a lot of people use because they have a free service where you can get two gigabytes of storage. Tell people more about Dropbox. I know a lot of you use it out there, but be specific what does Dropbox do? Is it strictly just some kind of file transport mechanism using the cloud? Well, what Dropbox does is it gives you, first of all, it gives you storage on their server. It gives you two gigabytes, which is a fair amount of storage, unless you're going to be putting music and, and videos and stuff like that. Um, what's interesting is that on the Mac, and I presume on Windows, I'm not sure, um, Dropbox presents itself as a folder in your home folder. So when you launch the application, you get a toolbar icon, and this folder shows up, and you put stuff in the folder. It's automatically synced to Dropbox's server, and let's say you have a desktop Mac and a laptop Mac, any files you put in this folder on your desktop Mac sort of magically appear in the same folder on your laptop Mac. But actually what they're doing is linking to the cloud servers that Dropbox provides, right? Right, but it's... And you can contact us in the cloud from Twitter, where we are known as Tech Night Owl, Tech Night Owl on Twitter. We have Kirk McElhern. He's author and commentator. He's the iTunes guy for Macworld. I'm Gene Steinberger in the Tech Night Out Live. The GCN Radio Network, providing the world with hard-hitting talk radio. GCN. Great talk radio starts here. If you want to get your website online and you need reliable service, first-class service at the lowest possible price, there's only one place to go. Well, DreamHost has a special promotion with our show where they'll offer you unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, one-click web apps such as WordPress, 24-7 support. You can save over $55. You want to know how? Go to DreamHost.com radio. DreamHost.com radio. 
Whether it's personal mail, whether it's business email, you want reliable, dependable delivery, freedom from spam, freedom from viruses. Well, Polaris Mail offers professional email hosting services for your personal or small business use. Each account uses 25 gigabytes of storage, an easy-to-use webmail interface, and full mobile sync. Sign up today for a 30-day free trial at PolarisMail.com, PolarisMail.com. Let's keep preparedness simple. Do you need stuff for disasters? Of course you do. For over 15 years, DisasterStuff.com has, well, stuff for disasters. See? Easy to remember. DisasterStuff.com. Want free shipping on a new Berkey water filter? DisasterStuff.com is the official Berkey in-stock shipping center. Lots of folks want an EMP Faraday bag to protect sensitive electronics during a solar or nuclear event. Now for a limited time, all survival gear purchases over $75 include a free 8 by 8 inch EMP Faraday bag. Just enter promo code EMP bag when you check out at disasterstuff.com. We're also a country living grain mill authorized dealer. Plus, we offer freeze dried foods by Alpine Air and Wise Foods. We also carry emergency kits, survival seeds, and much more. Preparedness should be simple, and it is. Just remember disasterstuff.com. Freedom through self reliance and personal responsibility. Alex Jones here with a great way to beat the blackouts, get off the grid, and generate your own supply of electrical power. Folks, with what's been going on in this country, I don't have to tell you about the power grid and just how vulnerable it is. That's in the mainstream news every day. Millions of people have lost their power in the last few weeks because of dangerous storms and killer heat that's pushing the grid beyond its capacity. I've always said that every family needs to be ready for blackouts. And if you don't have a backup system in place, I've got a great opportunity for you. Right now, our good friends at Solutions from Science are offering huge savings on their best-selling Power Hub unit. In fact, I think it's the best deal I've ever seen them make. It's literally thousands of dollars in savings. Remember, these backup systems don't need gas because they're solar-powered. That means there's no dangerous fumes and no noise. InfoWars listeners can get all the details at BeatTheBlackouts.com. That's BeatTheBlackouts.com. Hello? Congratulations. For what? For losing all that weight. How'd you do it so fast? ASAP. ASAP what? What's that mean? Are you ready to get as skinny as possible, as soon as possible, as simple as possible, and as sexy as possible? I'm listening. Then get with the ASAP program. It's real and it works. No smooth talk, no slick advertising, and no exaggerated claims of success. I've got to know more. Welcome to ASAP, as slim as possible. Whether you have 10, 20, or 50 pounds to lose, ASAP is your weight loss answer. ASAP targets the abnormal fat reserves and makes them available to be burned as fuel and contains no caffeine or hormones. Order ASAP at wholesale prices or join the team to share the business with others. Visit GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. Lose weight and look great with ASAP as slim as possible. You're listening to the Tech Night Owl live with Gene Steinberg. You never know what's going to happen next. Now, I should mention that a lot of radio shows these days use Skype for networking. It's a lot cheaper than setting up satellite systems and everything else. Microsoft bought 
Skype, what, a year or two back for mm-hmm. mucho billions of dollars. And I ran an interview just very recently with the executive who was running Skype trying to explain how it would change under Microsoft. And he gave a bunch of inane general marketing buzzwords and couldn't explain how the acquisition benefits anybody. I should say that I don't see Skype being any better since it became a Microsoft product. Let's go to the cloud. Because I guess, you know, you're dealing with Skype in a sense you're dealing with the cloud. And back and forth we're online, but it's more complicated. Okay, the cloud. We have Dropbox. You have a folder on your Mac. You put something in there and then another copy of Dropbox that you set up on another Mac, the file shows up there. But it's really linking to the file in the cloud, right? No, it's actually copying the file to the other computer. You don't have to, it's not like you click on a link to download a file. All of this is transparent. In fact, the beauty of Dropbox is that it's so intuitive. You put a file in a folder and you know it's going to be in that folder on the other computer. You, there's no, you know, it's not like you're using an FTP program. You select a file, you upload it. Everything is transparent for the user. So you can, for instance, on my desktop Mac, I have a bunch of files that I know that I may need on my laptop and I just keep a folder of files in my Dropbox folder and I make sure that these files are always available. Now, Dropbox is also available on Windows PCs, but even more interesting, you can access your Dropbox files from your iPhone or your iPad. So to do this, you use a Dropbox app. Um, You navigate to the file you want. You choose to open it in a specific app and you have access to all these files from anywhere. Now, um, imagine you're a salesperson, you're on the road, and you've got a whole library of documents, let's say PDFs, to present your products. You can put these all in the Dropbox folder, and you can know that as long as you have Internet access, um, you're always going to be able to get these on your iPad to show your customers. Now, the big question here is, it's downloading all the files or just showing them and downloading them in the background? Because obviously, if you've got a lot of files there, it's going to take a while. Well, yeah, the first time, if you fill up your Dropbox folder um, with two gigabytes of files, it's going to take some time to both upload and download. But most people don't really change a lot of files at any given time. Um, So when, let's say you've uploaded the files from your desktop Mac, when you open your laptop, it's going to take a few minutes if there's a lot of changes. Um, But yes, it does download the files. Now, on the iPad and the iPhone, it doesn't download them onto the device until you choose to do so because the devices have limited storage space. So at that point, if you choose a file that's fairly large, it's going to take a few moments to get it. It's going to take the time it takes, depending on what kind of network you're on. If you're on a a Wi-Fi network with fast bandwidth, it could be quick. If you're on a 3G network, it can take a while. Okay, so Dropbox, the basic version is free. The the basic version, they give you a free account with two gigabytes, and you can pay to have several different storage spaces. I think the next level is 100 gigabytes for, what is it, $100 a year, something like that. So for most people who only have a handful of files, the two gigabytes is fine. Once you get above that, um, $100 a year isn't really a lot to have access to up to 100 gigabytes of files from any place on different devices and to have them sync automatically. Now, a fast question here, and that is how does Dropbox make money if they're giving away all these free accounts? Well, they make money with the premium accounts. So they Um, assume that this is like a loss leader. You give people something free, hoping enough people will upgrade to the high-end plans and provide a decent income. A lot of businesses use Dropbox. 
Um, one of the interesting things that you can do in Dropbox is you can share a folder. So, for instance, someone in Company X has a folder with all sorts of documents the company uses. They can share it to each person in the company that needs these documents. Now, these people will automatically receive any changes that are made to these documents in their Dropbox folder, so everyone's always up to date. Now, of course, once you get above those two gigabytes, everyone in the company needs to have a paid account. So, you know, the average home user will probably never need it, um, but in business or if someone really has a lot of files that they want to put in their Dropbox folder, yeah, they're going to, you know, they're going to be paying a little bit more. And the the ubiquity of Dropbox. Remember back in the day in the in the um, word processor format wars, um, we had Microsoft and WordPerfect. Well, the Microsoft format won, which meant that basically everyone needs to have Microsoft Office. Um, Dropbox is kind of getting to that point where it's so common that if you collaborate with others, you almost can't work without it. I know I have a copy of Dropbox I downloaded last year. I haven't used it a lot. But it's still there. Now, I do notice when you go on to Dropbox.com's site, and they're not buying ads from us. We're just talking about what's there. You get up to 18 gigabytes extra storage, 500 megabytes per referral, which I guess means for every person who signs up, they increase your storage 500 megabytes right. up you, to 18 gigabytes. get a link for your account, and people will click on that link. And if they sign up, you get 500 megabytes. Also, they had a thing and they might still be doing it, when they recently started a feature that uploads photos and videos from a from a phone, they would give you up to 5 gigabytes if you uploaded 5 gigabytes, basically for beta testing. So with the referrals and with the extra space, I've got over 16 gigabytes um, in my Dropbox account, and it's still free. Is basically extending the, the ubiquity of the service so more and more people have it, and more and more people are going to be in a situation where they may need to pay for it. Now, I really wish that they had um, a lower level of storage, let's say 50 gigabytes for $50 a year. Um, I'd be willing to pay for that. I don't need the 100. And it's, I should point out that they recently doubled their basic paid account from 50 to 100. Now, uh, I should also point out that you don't have to pay for it all at once. You can pay nine ninety nine a month. And that way you have an ongoing account. You don't have to kick in $100 at the beginning. Now, depending on how much you could afford, it's up to you whether you want to do it either way. When Apple killed off MobileMe, I kind of hoped and, in fact, inspected that Dropbox would come out with a 20-gigabyte plan because that was what we had on the iDisk. Um, For me, the Dropbox replaces the iDisk. You can... Copy. You can get a link from a file in your Dropbox folder on your Mac and send it to someone, and they can download it. It's called a public link. They don't get access to any of your other files, but you can share files this way. And this is one of the main reasons I used um, the iDisk was that sometimes I needed to share large files with people that were too big to send by email. So this is another practical thing for Dropbox. Now, I, I don't have ads from Dropbox either or anything. Um, I'm just extremely satisfied. It's one of these things that, you know, has gotten to the point where I really couldn't live without it. Now, there are other online services like you send it, but you send it as something that you send a link from email. It doesn't just show up magically on your computer. You do it by email. You send a link. Here's the file. But you can't send a very big file before they start charging you for it. Yeah, and you go through a web interface. So you 
you find the web interface, you click to upload the file, you wait till it's uploaded, then you send the link. The, the real advantage to Dropbox is that all of this is transparent. You just put a file in a folder and the Dropbox app does the rest. Um, in many ways, it's very Apple-like. It's very simple. There, there are very few options or features. You put a file in and it's synced. Boom. It, it's just that simple. In fact, maybe Apple should buy them. Integrate that into OS X. That would be kind of, you know, that would be pretty useful. Oh, now I'm starting to get intrigued. Yeah, maybe they should. But let's talk about the cloud and its implications because Dropbox is just one particular manifestation of the cloud and one that a lot of people are familiar with. But the cloud is being implemented in so many ways. I mean, Apple had MobileMe. Now, MobileMe was okay, a set of online services, cloud-based services without using the word cloud, a bunch of online services, And then what happened is that over time, Apple ran into problems with stability with the system. Didn't always sync as well. The email worked and sometimes didn't work. So they came out with iCloud, and we'll explain what that means in a moment. We have Kirk McElhern joining Gene Steinberg on the Tech Night Out Live. America's number one source for independent talk radio for over a decade. We are the GCN Radio Network. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter, and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that, too, in Graphic Converter. Also, print catalogs convert from so many formats i can't even list them download now to see if graphic converter is good for you like one and a half million other users guess what you could save money when you buy graphic converter use the coupon code night owl use the coupon code night owl to get a special price for graphic converter go to lemkesoft.com that's l-e-m-k-e soft.com lemkesoft.com l-e-m-k-e soft.com America, land of the free. But how free can you be, really, when Internet viruses and malware can attack your computer? Sure, you have antivirus protection, but it's not free, is it? Until now. Now, Zone Alarm offers free antivirus protection. And independent studies show that Zone Alarm provides better malware protection than even Norton and McAfee. And they're not free, are they? Declare your freedom and go to GetBetterForFree.com. That's GetBetterForFree.com. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. Have you ever wondered why banks, stockbrokers, investment advisors won't talk about gold IRAs? They've been available since 1986, yet the financial industry won't recognize the value of gold for your retirement. Gold has outperformed paper investments, yet no word about IRAs. If you would like to have gold for your retirement, call 800-686-2237. Don't get left behind by rising inflation and low returns. Call 800-686-2237. Secure your future and call 1-800-686-2237. 
big business has discovered the preparedness market, and that makes it difficult to know where to go and who to trust. MyPatriotSupply.com is owned and operated by patriots just like you. Has the best prices on storable food, non-GMO seeds, water filtration devices, home canning equipment, survival and self-reliance books, and more. MyPatriotSupply.com has old-fashioned values and the absolute best customer service in the industry. Look for the deal of the day. Unique, affordable survival supplies that fit anyone's budget. Get same-day shipping on all orders and free shipping on orders over $49. Call 866-229-0927. 866-229-0927. Or visit MyPatriotSupply.com for emergency preparedness, self-reliance, and food independence. Shop with a name you know and a name you can trust. Before it's time to survive, it's time to prepare. MyPatriotSupply.com Healthy soils grow healthy plants. So before you plant your survival garden this year, is your soil healthy? Maximize your crisis garden soil with EM1 from Terraganics. EM1 organic soil conditioner, fertilizer amendment, and compost accelerant provides healthier gardens and faster, efficient garden composting. EM1 from Terraganics.com quickly improves soil structure by increasing nutrient availability and converting organic matter into soil humus. This improves seed germination and root growth, improves plant quality, size, color, flavor, nutrient value of fruits and vegetables and improves shelf life. And when rain is not in the forecast, no worries. EM1 improves moisture retention in soils, helping reduce drought stress. Just like you prepare all else, prepare your crisis garden for maximum yields with EM1 from Terraganics.com. Order now at T-E-R-A-G-A-N-I-X.com or call toll-free 866-369-3678. That's 866-369-3678. Terraganics, life's getting better. You're listening to the Tech Night Owl Live with Gene Steinberg. You never know what's going to happen next. We have Kirk McElhern joining Gene Steinberg on the Tech Night Owl Live, and we're trying to cover a whole bunch of ground here. And we're talking right now about mobile meat which, of course, begat iCloud. Now, Apple has had problems over the years with cloud-based systems. What's been the problem? Well, actually, if we look at the history, the first cloud-based system, well, it wasn't really cloud-based, but the first online service that Apple had was called iTools. Then they changed to .Mac. Then they changed to MobileMe, and now they went to iCloud. The problem with, let's just say for MobileMe, but the same with, with .Mac, is that syncing didn't always work. There are some applications that I've used that would sync using these services, and there were often problems. So they've changed it a lot. And and one of the features of all of these services from .Mac on was the fact that you'd get an email account. You'd have a certain amount of space for your email, and that's really useful. It's a free email account, you know, like Gmail or whatever. Um, But there were always additional services. Now, with MobileMe... There are a couple of ways that things can sync. There are some things that sync automatically. For instance, if you use iCal as your calendar service, then um, your calendars and reminders can sync from your Macs to your iOS devices and back and forth. You've got your email. You've got notes and contacts. You've got Safari bookmarks. Um, you've got your photo stream, which is kind of interesting. And then you've got documents and data. Now, the documents and data is probably the closest to Dropbox. Certain applications can save files directly to iCloud, and text edit is, is a good example. 
But the problem with this is that only TextEdit can open these files. Um, with Dropbox, you either access the file in the Finder and open it with whatever application you want, or you open it on your iPhone or your iPad. Now, there's no equivalent to TextEdit on the iPhone or the iPad. So if I save a file with TextEdit, I simply cannot access it on my iOS device. Now, with other text editors that are iCloud cloud compatible, um, the one that I use these days is called IA Writer. Um, there is both a Mac and an iOS version. And so if I save a file to iCloud with the Mac version, I can access it on my iPad or my iPhone with the iOS version. Okay. Now, this is, as they say, a little bit confusing or a lot confusing, depending on how things go. But with iCloud, you can't save documents to the cloud unless the application puts that in the open save dialog box, right? Yeah. If you save a document with TextEdit, for instance, you have the option to save it to the cloud. You can, of course, save it to your Mac. But again, the problem is that once you do that, you can't open it on an iPad or an iPhone, or you can't open it on your Mac with a different application. You've got to open it with TextEdit, and then you've got to save it to your Mac. You basically move it from iCloud to your Mac if you want to access it with another app. <sighs> it, you it's know, never a- simple. Apple, Apple could have done things more simply. Um, I, I think the biggest problem, again, TextEdit's a prime example. You can save to the cloud, but you can't open on an iOS device. Now, with the iWork apps, Pages and Numbers and Keynote, you can open them on iOS with the corresponding apps. So I think Apple should have provided a text editor on iOS so people could open their text documents like that. But one of the things, and you just said it a minute ago, that this is complicated and confusing. It's not something that's that simple for people to grasp. Um, you, you, want, you want to make these things more transparent. You want to tell people, you save this file, you're going to be able to access it on your other device. You don't, want to have to, you don't want them to have to consider, well, how can I access this if this other application can't access the file? And I think that's the biggest weakness with file storage um, with iCloud. In addition to the fact that you only get five gigabyte storage space stock, okay, which is and more than Dropbox. But, well, but hold on. You need to know what that storage is used for. Right. That storage isn't just for your documents. It's for your email, and it's for any other application or iOS app that's going to use um, storage. Now, if you look on your, your iPhone or your iPad, um, I think it's in the general preferences usage. You can see the amount of storage that's used for apps that you might not really realize are using iCloud storage. Um, it's never a lot. It's a few hundred K or a couple megabytes, but this can add up depending on which apps you use. Now, Apple has several upgrade programs. They take the five free, and you can add 10 gigabytes to that total, 15 for $20 a year, 20 for $40 a year, 50 for $100 a year, which is half as much as Dropbox gives you. Yeah. Now, uh, there's also any, people who had MobileMe accounts got a free 20 gigabytes, and I don't know how long it's going to last because I currently have 25 in mine. Um, but the difference is, again, that your storage is not really accessible by other apps, and that makes it a little bit more confusing to try and manage it. You can There's no iDisk like you had before where you just have a place where you can grab your files and put your files. It is something that is specific to applications in terms of syncing and in terms of saving documents. 
there's no repository, and this, of course, has two ramifications. One is that you can't access files with different apps, but two, you can't share files with other people. Um, now, one of the great things I said earlier about the iDisk was you could upload a file to your iDisk, and then you could share it. You could send someone a link to it, and this way you could transfer a large file to them. And this, this, there's no equivalent with iCloud for this. So iCloud is a difficult implementation. Now, Apple wanted you to believe this is better than MobileMe. I have a question about that. Do you really think that's the case? I don't. Um, MobileMe had a lot of problems with syncing that would go bad. Um, it, right, but that's not the feature. That's the implementation of the feature. Now, in the early days of iCloud, I had this problem as well, and I had to reset my contacts and bookmarks, and it seems to work now. Um, I don't know any specific apps that really sync a lot of data. I've only seen this like I have a to-do app and, and my contacts and a couple of text editors, so I really haven't seen this on a large scale. One one app that I used for a while with mobile me syncing that never really worked was um, Bare Bones Yojimbo, which is a sort of app that you use to gather bits of text and graphics. What is the name again? Yo Jimbo. Yo Jimbo? It's like someone in Brooklyn? No, it's from the name of an old samurai movie. Oh, Yo Jimbo. Yeah. Okay. I thought you were saying Yo. Yo Yo Jimbo. But so that was an app where you could have, you know, 100 megabytes, 500 megabytes of stuff, and it never, the syncing was always a problem. Now, they don't yet have a version that syncs with, syncs over iCloud. Um, it's an app that I do use to store some stuff, but I, I, when I see an app like that start syncing with iCloud, then I'll know whether it actually works when you've got a lot of data um, that has to be kept up to date. Well, my problem with iCloud has always been syncing where I have names in my contacts list on my Mac that will never transfer yeah. to the iPad or the iPhone. Never, ever. You you need to ask Joe Kissel for his troubleshooting techniques for iCloud. Um, a few months ago, he helped me out. This was before Mountain Lion. He helped me out um, in in telling me all the stuff I needed to do to reset my contacts, and I finally managed to get it work. But it was an extremely complicated process. Well, it sounds like it. <laughs> Just in playing with it, I'm looking at my contact list right now, and I can't even see any contacts, which is even more confusing. I'm looking at my contact list on my iPhone, and it says no contacts. Okay. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> there you go. We're going to try to figure that out in about a week here. There are enough problems with that sort of stuff that show that this feature just isn't really that good. Now, Apple is not the only company on the planet to have a cloud system. Microsoft has a cloud system. Yeah, and, I, and, any experience with it? No, I, I know about Microsoft SkyDrive, which is apparently similar to um, Dropbox. Um, but one thing to understand is that the cloud is not just something that you and I use. The cloud is also the the use of decentralized web servers. Now, the, the biggest player in this game, interestingly, is Amazon with their Amazon web services that host some of the largest websites in the world. And they've got servers all over the world to do this. And, and one of the things that makes this interesting is that they have – 
multiple servers for any site. So depending on where you are in the world, you'll be accessing a local server. And it means that instead of everyone, say, in Europe having to get their stuff off servers in the U.S., they're getting it off servers in Europe, which makes it quicker and makes it easier for big companies to balance their traffic. Now, the key to understand here is that if it takes a long time for a site to appear, you might lose customers. They might get sick of you, unless it's Apple or Microsoft. And don't forget, neighbors, you can find us in lots of places. You can find us on Twitter, where we're known as Tech Night Owl. That's Tech Night Owl at Twitter. You can also find us online, TechNightOwl.com. That's TechNightOwl.com. We have Kirk McElhern, author and commentator. I'm Gene Steinberger in the Tech Night Owl Live. Are you tired of searching for great talk radio? Something more important. Search no more. We are the GCN Radio Network. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. If you'd like to listen to GCN programs on the go, I have great news. GCN has created a Droid and iPhone application, and it's free. Just as easy as going to GCNlive.com, click on the banner, and download. Before you know it, you'll be listening to your favorite hard-hitting GCN shows, live or on demand, right on your Droid or iPhone, 24-7 and on the go. So download the Droid and iPhone app free by clicking on the banner at GCNlive.com. Thanks again for listening to GCNlive.com. Again, that's GCNlive.com. Hi, this this is Ted Anderson. Have you ever wondered why banks, stockbrokers, investment advisors won't talk about gold IRAs? They've been available since 1986, yet the financial industry won't recognize the value of gold for your retirement. Gold has outperformed paper investments, yet no word about IRAs. If you would like to have gold for your retirement, call 800-686-2237. Don't get left behind by rising inflation and low returns. Call 800-686-2237. Secure your future and call 1-800-686-2237. We've lived in this neighborhood for years. We have an alarm system and all of our doors have deadbolts. They kicked in our door and were in and out of our house in about five minutes. The police arrived in about 20 minutes, but they were long gone with our TV, jewelry, and my guns. I kept thinking, what if my family had been home? The police officer said that more than 85% of break-ins are through a door and that deadbolts alone don't stop intruders. The officer told me to go to EZArmor.com if we wanted something that would actually stop an intruder. EZ Armor reinforces all of the weak points on your doors and is guaranteed to prevent kick-ins. I was surprised at how little EZ Armor costs, and I installed EZ Armor in about 30 minutes. Visit EasyArmor.com. That's the letters E-Z-A-R-M-O-R.com. Or call 888-58-ARMOR. That's 888-582-7667. EasyArmor.com. Ultimate door security made easy. Welcome back to the Tech Night Owl Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. So we're talking about the cloud, not our heads in the cloud, but that place up there in the big server farm in the sky where they have millions of computers. So Apple has, of course, iCloud. Microsoft has SkyDrive. And Apple gives you five gigabytes. So Microsoft says, we'll give you seven. But as Kirk says, Amazon has huge numbers of servers around the world. And a lot of big companies put all their stuff, commit all their stuff, to Amazon's web services. I mean, anybody who has a site could go to Amazon, and I think you pay by the amount of traffic you have and the amount of storage you use. 
You can, but the Amazon implementation isn't for sort of it isn't for the common people. It's for developers and people who know how to work with servers. It's pretty complicated to set up. It's very dense. I've looked at the documentation. And the documentation is, if you want to think about user-friendly, it is not. Okay. It might be intentional that the documentation isn't simple in order to keep away the sort of average user. Because it's really designed for people running web servers or archiving lots of data or, you know, sending, we're talking terabytes of files back and forth. It's not meant for you and me. And the documentation is really, really difficult to understand. It's not even meant to be user-friendly. But, you know, one way that people can get a lot of content available around the world for availability. But Apple is oriented toward their system towards consumers when it works. And by the way, I found out why my iCloud is not working. For some reason, it switched to a different username. Your iCloud account switched to a different username? The one on my iPhone, yes. That's odd. That shouldn't happen. Can you I mean, believe? Yeah. It's, it's linked to your Apple ID, which is the same ID you use on iTunes, on your Apple TV, and, and all sorts of stuff like that. Um, so I'm very surprised to hear that. Right. It's a total mess here. And it says iCloud backup is off. It's just totally changed everything. So I have to go back and try to find a way to log out, which is not giving me the option of doing, and then figure it out. I can't believe what Apple has done here. They, yeah, it... You know, I, I saw a lot of problems early on. As I said, recently under Mountain Lion, it's been okay. But whenever you've got a troubleshoot, then you enter a sort of um, dark zone of confusion and lack of information and online help and all that. So just just to plug my friend Joe Kissel's um, Take Control book, he's got to take control of iCloud, which does have a lot of troubleshooting stuff in it. And a copy of the song from Simon and Garfunkel called Cloudy. No, he doesn't. I didn't think of that. Right, but, and you should you know, be glad Be glad you didn't. I'm glad I didn't. Right. I'm just trying to see here why I can't. I can delete it, but I can't log off it. That is so dumb. Why is it doing that? Oh, well. Hold I guess on, I could see. delete the account, delete my iCloud account, and then I'll just enter a new one. That's all. Yeah, that's what you have to do. I'm just looking on my iPad. That seems to be the only option. Now, in terms of the cloud in general, there are now stories, of course, that more and more stuff is going to be put on there, that Apple might be coming up with a version of the Apple TV where they will access the content from your cable and satellite provider. And when you want to record a show, a TV show or movie for later viewing, time shifting, they'll store that in the cloud. I think that that's just a wonderful idea, a DVR in the cloud. And not only will they store it in the cloud, but they'll store just one copy for everyone who wants to access it. So if you've recorded a certain show and then I want to record it, they don't need to record it again. They've already got it once. That's the same technique as iTunes Match. It's technically the same technique as iTunes Match, but iTunes Match is a little more complicated because... While the, the actual music file is going to be the same, the metadata that you've added to the file or any album art that you might have added yourself won't be the same. So they have to merge the file with these other things before they send it back to you. And this isn't something they would have to do if they're doing a, a sort of a DVR in the cloud. Well, I don't know. It sounds like a good idea. As a matter of fact, some cable providers do that already. 
on their own systems. I think mm-hmm. Comcast experimented with that, where if you want to record a show for later viewing, they mark it on their server, and then you retrieve it whenever you want, just downloading from their server to your DVR. And that way, I think it makes it cheaper, because you don't have to equip everybody with a DVR containing a mechanical hard drive, which tends to fail. And you get far more capacity here. You're not worried about recording 50 high-definition shows and filling up your disk. You just mark them for later view. Yeah, you you won't worry about, say, your your hard disk and your DVR crashing and losing all the stuff you've recorded. On the other hand, if your Internet connection goes down, um, you won't be able to watch anything. Or if your Internet connection is very slow... Um, for instance, with the Apple TV today, you have to start – if you're renting a movie, you have to start downloading it a couple hours before you're going to watch it if you have a really slow connection to make sure that it gets on to the buffer on the Apple TV. And by the way, Spence, we've been talking. So I fixed the iCloud account on my iPhone by logging out, deleting the wrong Apple ID. I entered the right Apple ID, and it populated a contact list – that is not the same as the one on my iMac. Huh. This is, as I said, I was having these problems with contacts as well. That things, basically things wouldn't update. If I would update them on my, one of my Macs, they wouldn't update um, on my iOS devices. But In this case up- here, it's a mixture. If the name is on the iOS version of the contact list, it will update. If the name isn't on there, it won't be populated. Okay, I don't remember all the details, but basically you want to make sure you've got one version of contacts that's the correct one. Let's assume it's your desktop Mac. Um, Select everything, drag it to the desktop. You get a single vCard file. Then delete everything from every single device you have. Then bring that vCard back into contacts on your desktop Mac and wait for that to propagate. You're going to force it. You're forcing it. You're, you're forcing it to, to completely clean everything out after, of course, you've saved all that and made sure you've got a backup and everything. Huh? Um, don't do this at home, kids, without a backup. Don't forget. And in contacts, you can back up um, automatic. You can save a backup from the app from the, let's see, file export. You would choose file export, export vCard, and you can save a backup. In fact, that's the easiest way, even better than dragging um, onto your desktop. So once you've saved that vCard, you've got all your contacts, and then you just wipe everything off. You've got to give it a few minutes to, and, and launch contacts on every one of your devices to make sure that they all get zeroed out. And then you bring everything back in and just hope it propagates correctly. Hope. Hope. Is that like hope and change? I don't know. It's like hope and wait, basically. Um, I seem to recall it took a while for this to straighten out. But once I did get that done, it did resolve and things update more or less quickly. Well, my friend, I will try it. Good luck. I've created an archive. And on our next show, I'll explain what happened or <laughs> what didn't happen. Or you'll thank me. You know, speaking of things that are happening or not happening, I should update our listeners about the case of the 2008 MacBook, black MacBook that I bought my son for his graduation. Yeah, what's up with that? We talked about that last time. Okay, so it has had a checkered history. He's replaced a couple of batteries, a couple of keyboards. He's replaced the hard drive. He's replaced the LCD two or three times. He's replaced a logic board once or twice. Now, the most recent LCD problem happened a few weeks ago. 
before he prepared to take a trip to the United States to see his parents. So I called Apple and I said, you know, this is not fair. He's had this problem over and over again. The previous problem with the LCD happened two months out of the extended warranty, the Apple Care policy last summer, and Apple fixed it. And the problem recurred. So I said, you know, give this kid a break, do something for him. We went back and forth a few times, and they said, you know what, bring it here when he comes to the United States. Bring it here, and we will look and make a determination. So I went over to the Apple store, and we had a conversation. Turned out that the Apple genius I talked to, and I won't name him because I don't want to get him into trouble for this, is a fan of the Paracast, our paranormal radio show. Right, you mentioned that, yeah. Absolutely. And this is the cliffhanger, folks. We'll have more to say. With Kirk McElhern, I'm Gene Steinberger in the Tech Night Out Live. Hey, neighbors, you've seen all those crazy, wacky products on TV. The perfect tortilla, easy covers, hot booties, furniture fix, petty spin, and more. Where do you find all that stuff? You go to AsSeenOnTV.com because this is the one-stop source for all of these TV goods advertised. Find all your favorites as seen on TV. Check them out as SeenOnTV.com. And by the way, save 10%. Here's what you do. Use the code SEEN1, S-E-E-N number 1, SEEN1. Go to AsSeenOnTV.com to order. Save 10%. Purchase this summer's hottest As Seen on TV items. Save 10%. Or call 1-866-277-3366. 1-866-277-3366. The code Seen one to save 10%. Hi, Jason Lewis here. Anybody who's been listening to my program knows how shaky the U.S. economy is right now. Will we have a V-shaped recovery or will it be a W-shaped one where the nation slips back into recession? Of course, if you think that Washington can spend or inflate its way out of a downturn, you've got nothing to worry about. But as you know, I have my doubts. So let me tell you about gold. Now, as my friend Ted Anderson from Midas Resources likes to say, gold, like all commodity markets, fluctuates in price and you could lose money. But it has never been worth zero. Give it some thought. And if you're interested in converting your IRA to gold or would like to actually have it in your possession, call Midas Resources today at 1-800-686-2237. The U.S. dollar was once backed by gold, but has since lost 90% of its value. And if things don't change, I'm afraid the trend will continue. Call Midas Resources today at 1-800-686-2237 for gold and tell them Jason Lewis sent you. That's the sound of your door being kicked in by an intruder with a single kick. That's the sound of the same door now protected by the Door Sentinel at MySafeDoor.com. Go to MySafeDoor.com right now and watch the amazing video. At MySafeDoor.com, you'll learn how to turn your home into a fortress with the Door Sentinel. 16 kicks later, and the Door Sentinel is still holding strong. MySafeDoor.com. That's MySafeDoor.com. 
Hi, this is Ted Anderson. Have you ever wondered why banks, stockbrokers, investment advisors won't talk about gold IRAs? They've been available since 1986, yet the financial industry won't recognize the value of gold for your retirement. Gold has outperformed paper investments, yet no word about IRAs. If you would like to have gold for your retirement, call 800-686-2237. Don't get left behind by rising inflation and low returns. Call 800-686-2237. Secure your future and call 1-800-686-2237. Iodine protection packs from HempUSA.org are now in stock for immediate delivery worldwide. Our iodine protection packs include micro plant powder, green life kelp, red palm oil, and our clear roll-on iodine that will feed the body the iodine it needs. All iodine protection packs are in stock, save you money, and ship for free in all 50 states. Visit HempUSA.org or call 908-691-2608 today. HempUSA.org has a revolutionary wonder food for detoxing the body and rebuilding the immune system. Microplant powder can help unclog arteries and soften heart valves while removing heavy metals, virus, fungus, bacteria, and parasites. Plus, it cleans and purifies the blood, lungs, stomach, and colon. Keep your body clean with Microplant powder. Visit us at HempUSA.org or call 908-691-2608 today. Welcome back to Get Night Out Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, it's Uncle Gene. Yeah, it's him. On the Tech Night Out Live, we have Kirk McElhern, author, commentator. MacOSXHints.com is the one he handles. Also, he's the iTunes guy, and he writes McElhern.com. We were talking about my son's black MacBook from 2008. All these problems, so they had a look at it, and they said, well, the LCD needs to be replaced. They also noticed, never explained this, that when you look at the side of the case, a little white cable was protruding as if it was reassembled incorrectly. Regardless, after a little back and forth, they agreed to fix the LCD. So he picked up the computer last Friday. It works beautifully, except... It appears that the DVD drive is toast. Well, that's not too good, but when was the last time he used a DVD? He says he made a CD copy Ooh, a few weeks ago, the last time he used it. Okay, so he does use it from time to time. Yes, and it did work. This okay. time he had rented a red box DVD that got stuck in the drive, and when finally ejected, the service person who ejected it for him because all the all the various methods used all the tricks to eject that dvd wouldn't work so we brought it to the apple store he said you know it didn't sound right the drive there may be a problem now it's possible the drive is okay and we just got a wonky dvd it's possible i won't say anything but grayson will never use it again (laughs) he's going to try to keep that macbook as long as possible and i did ask apple by the way would you consider another exception and their answer is no They think they've gone as far as they can with that computer. And from here on, he is to eke as much life as he can. They hope he'll buy something. (laughs) Yeah, well, you know, 2008, that's getting kind of old, so. Well, the 2012 MacBook Pro, the 13-inch, the cheapest one, it's $1,199. And that ends up being the closest equivalent to his 2008 MacBook, not a MacBook Air. 
which right. if you get one with a 256 gigabyte drive to match what his current MacBook has, would cost fourteen ninety nine. Right. He doesn't care about giving up a couple of pounds because he doesn't want to give up the optical drive. So right. the eleven ninety nine MacBook Pro is a perfect fit for him. Mm-hmm. And if we don't get him one, he'll have a fit. No, I'm kidding. Anyway, that's the story of his MacBook. I have to say in passing that Apple went pretty far. I mean, I had a... They did. They did, yeah. From what you pretty said, far. They, we, they've done more than, you know, more than expected, to be honest. We pushed them pretty far. I really well, did. Well, you certainly pushed them, but yeah. So I guess we have to say, you know what? In the end, it appears that Apple did a pretty good job there. I mean, the people at the Apple Genius Bar were responsive. They were very helpful. The white cable no longer protrudes from the side of the case. They also replaced the little webcam at the top of the LCD display, and the keyboard was replaced yet again. Oh, poor guy. I don't know what he's doing. He seems to be pretty gentle when I watch him here. Yeah. Well, you just get, you know, it happens. You get lemons. Yes, indeed. So we have to see. And the question I think we're asking here is, is, by any chance, Apple's iCloud a lemon? I think time will tell. I think for certain usages, um, once you straighten out the problem of syncing data, um, you know, as we discussed with contacts or bookmarks and all that, it seems to be okay, but it just doesn't have the functionality that, that I want from a cloud service in order to access um, files on different devices. Yes, and the fact that it's flaky bothers me. Now, by the way, we were talking about the folk remedy that you mentioned, which is delete everything mm-hmm. in the contacts address book or whatever. Right. Delete all of them. And I did that after exporting. Right. As a single file, there's something called an address book file where you can just export the thing. Right. And then I opened the application by double-clicking on that archive, and it says, if you click this replace all, the information in this contacts archive completely replaces your contacts data. You can't undo this action. So I click replace all, and I'm still getting a spinning beach ball. I don't know whether it's in the process Ouch. of doing that or not. So we're going to have to see what happens. Well, we hope that eventually too long, it could take a certain amount of time for it to figure out what to replace on iCloud. I'm not sure. Well, we're going to have to see. So it's in process. It is thinking. I mean, obviously, I, what I could do is just force quit and then try yeah, again. Yeah, it's not a good idea. Give it a few minutes. I will. To be safe. I will. But you I know will. that. You know how to troubleshoot. Yes, we, I think I do. Okay. I'm not that old. I look that old, but I am not that old in reality. I look yeah. that old. But anyway, we're seeing here that iCloud needs work. What can Apple do, you think, to make it better? Do you think they should restore like an iDrive or iDisk so you have access to all the files on there? Make it more seamless? I think that seamless? would be the, the, the best thing would be either they create an iDisk type thing where you can put the files you want um, or they let Every application put their files into a common space. As it is now, as I said, you can't access files between applications. So if you could choose to put them in a common space, at least you'd be able to open you know, a, a specific file. Um, w- let's say, for example, you've created a file in numbers. You want to open it in pages, which you can do, which will make the file a table in pages. You can't really do that through iCloud. You've got to bring it back onto your Mac. Um, 
having a common space would make it easier to work with files across applications, um, but the Dropbox approach is just more logical to me. Um, now, we, we know that Apple wants to get rid of the concept of the file system, and we see this in iOS. But the problem is, again, if they want you to be able to access files on a Mac and an iOS device, and you can save a file with an application and not access it on iOS, then there's a problem. All right. That doesn't sound like it, much fun, does it? It's confusing. It really is, and it shouldn't be. It should be transparent, and that's why it should – you should be able to choose, for instance, uh, if you're at home in front of your Mac, open text edit, and you'll see the iCloud dialog that appears when you open. You should be able to choose when you save a file there, whether it's only available to text edit or whether it's available to all apps. Simple checkbox. If you choose the latter, that means any application that can access iCloud can get to that file, and you're happy. Otherwise, you're just stuck. <sighs> I wish things were simpler, but, you know. I understand. I understand. I guess we have to hope that Apple is going to find a simple way of doing things. Because remember, the Mac, the iPhone, and the iPad are supposed to just work. The iCloud works if you can figure out the inscrutable interface and get past the simplicities and make it work in the real world. Speaking of working, what are you working at these days, Kirk McElhern? Um, well, I've been doing a lot with Mac OS X Hints since uh, Mountain Lion came out. We've had a lot of hints, and I've been working on a, a very large feature for an upcoming issue of Macworld. Um, iTunes guy columns every two weeks and lots of iTunes questions. Um, lots of stuff on my blog, McElhern.com, and a bunch of other Macworld articles. So I've been pretty busy this summer. That's the busy bee himself, Kirk McElhern. His own site is McElhern.com. We have it linked at technightowl.com slash radio. So if you click there, you get right to his commentaries. Or go to Macworld.com and learn about the iTunes guy. Kirk McElhern, thanks for joining us on the Tech Night Owl Live. Have a good day, Gene. GCN Radio Network, providing the world with hard-hitting talk radio. GCN. Great talk radio starts here. Whether it's personal mail, whether it's business email, you want reliable, dependable delivery, freedom from spam, freedom from viruses. Well, Polaris Mail offers professional email hosting services for your personal or small business use. Each account uses 25 gigabytes of storage, an easy-to-use webmail interface, and full mobile sync. Sign up today for a 30-day free trial at PolarisMail.com, PolarisMail.com. So here's what happened. I was placing an order online. The site went down. It just stopped responding. It took hours before it returned, but I'd already placed the order with another company. If your site goes down, you could lose business. And if you have a business or personal site, you'll want to know it's easy to run and it will stay online. At iWeb, your site is hosted on one of the most reliable networks in the world. Check it out. iWeb.com. That's iWeb.com. We've all heard the phrase, don't judge a book by its cover. A wise saying for sure. Now apply that wisdom to nutrition. Don't judge milk by the animal. 
Camel Milk, the best-kept health secret ever. See for yourself at CamelMilkForSale.com and look for the Summer Camel Milk Special. Loaded with health benefits far superior to other milk, Camel Milk has antibacterial, antiviral, and anti-tumor properties, is rich in B vitamins, and is three times higher in vitamin C than cow's milk, ten times higher in iron. Plus, it contains 52 units of insulin-like proteins per liter, effectively lowering blood sugar levels. Many of our members testified that drinking camel milk reversed diabetes and greatly improved autism. Camel milk comes fresh or frozen from your trusted local family farm, shipped on dry ice to preserve freshness. Go to CamelMilkForSale.com now and look under products and pricing for the summer special with free bonus pints. That's CamelMilkForSale.com. We all know that Berkey Water Purification Systems are the most trusted name in water filtration. As an authorized Berkey dealer for over six years and serving thousands of satisfied customers, the Berkey Guy offers amazing specials for Berkey Water Filtration Systems. The Berkey Light Systems include a set of self-sterilizing and recleanable black purification elements that purify water by removing chlorine, pathogenic bacteria, cysts and parasites to non-detectable levels and remove harmful chemicals such as herbicides and pesticides. Order the Berkey Light System today, complete with two black Berkey elements for only $231, and the Berkey Guy will ship your order free of charge. With the purchase of a Berkey Light, the Berkey Guy is also offering a set of fluoride and arsenic filters for only $39.99. That's over 30% off the retail price. Call the Berkey Guy at 1 886 3653. That's 1 886 3653. Or order online at goberkey.com. That's goberkey.com today. Hello? Congratulations. For what? For losing all that weight. How'd you do it so fast? ASAP. ASAP what? What's that mean? Are you ready to get as skinny as possible, as soon as possible, as simple as possible, and as sexy as possible? I'm listening. Then get with the ASAP program. It's real and it works. No smooth talk, no slick advertising, and no exaggerated claims of success. I've got to know more. Welcome to ASAP, as slim as possible. Whether you have 10, 20, or 50 pounds to lose, ASAP is your weight loss answer. ASAP targets the abnormal fat reserves and makes them available to be burned as fuel and contains no caffeine or hormones. Order ASAP at wholesale prices or join the team to share the business with others. Visit GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. Lose weight and look great with ASAP as slim as possible. We'd like to hear from you. If you have any thoughts or comments about the Tech Night Owl Live, please get in touch at news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. Looking for past episodes? We've got hundreds at technightowl.com slash radio. That's technightowl.com slash radio. Or subscribe on iTunes. This is the guy who seems to get things right when he suggests that there's going to be an Apple Media event, or this confirms it on a certain date, and that they may or may not introduce a certain product. He tends to be right, and he won't tell us how he does it. We kind of think that Jim Dalrymple of The Loop at loopinsight.com has his little baby crystal ball just sitting there. Is, <laughs> is that the real truth? It's just a crystal ball. It, it could be. There could be a crystal ball. Or then again, maybe there isn't one. Well, there, there could be all kinds of possibilities. Crystal ball is one of them. 
Probably not the best one, but it's a choice. Or just talking to the right people, but he can't tell us because good journalists don't reveal their sources. They go to jail before they reveal their sources. Just being very silly and theoretical here. If you were faced with that decision, and certainly in the tech business, it wouldn't come to that. But say you got a source and you publish a story, and then the authorities say you will either tell us your source or go to jail. What would you do? Well, you can't give up your source. If you give up your source, then you give up your career. Okay. But we don't think that's ever going to happen in the tech business. No. I mean, I've been, um, I've been asked for my sources before. I've been, you know, threatened with my sources before. I, you know, that kind of stuff happens. It's, it's part of what we do. But I, it's just not something that you talk about. I mean, you have your sources and... You know, people either believe or they don't believe based on your your track record. And you know, I've been I've been pretty good with my my track record over the last uh, number of years. So people tend to believe what I say when I when I speak up. And that's I guess that's part of it too. You know, I don't speak up on everything. I I pick the things that I want to talk about, and I talk about them, and I confirm or deny uh, some rumors that are out there, and you know, I, I, I speak wisely, I, I like to think. The wise Jim Dalrymple. Let's take a look at some of the developments in the tech business with an emphasis on Apple. Apple releases Mountain Lion 10.8.1, and this is roughly four weeks from the time that the first release of Mountain Lion came out. Yeah. Now, most of the fixes they list are pretty arcane, like Migration Assistant may unexpectedly quit, some problems with Microsoft Exchange servers and Apple Mail, and an issue playing audio through a Thunderbolt display. The rest of it's pretty arcane, not impacting a lot of people, but nothing about the so-called battery life issues that impact some Mac notebooks. Anything that you've heard? No, I haven't haven't heard about that. You know, there are issues that... Are, are kind of strange for, for some people. If you look at the list of, of things that were fixed in this one, I mean, there, there's nothing very serious in there. There, there are things that, you know, annoy people and that need to be fixed, but they released the, the, um, the OS and to have an update released fairly quickly after that is, is not unusual either for an operating system or an app because a lot of times, these uh, these apps and and auto- OSs go out and they know that there are little bugs and they they fix those and put out a quick release and it's done. So this release four weeks after is not a huge surprise. I think that they've actually done it uh, quicker in the past. They've had other releases that have come out uh, sooner than a four week time frame. So yeah, I mean it's a it's a decent release and fixing things well of course we'll have to see about the battery life issue let me ask you a fast question here with regard to the issue of the battery life did you encounter any problem yeah sorry i should have kept going there in the the last one but no the battery life is something that i haven't seen i mean there's uh people have been talking about it i know but i use my my 15 inch retina every day outside with no no power cord for hours and the battery lasts great 
I mean, mine is doing just fine. And I haven't done anything special to it, so um, it, it's not something that I've seen. And that's why it's strange. It's strange that some people do and, and others don't. Okay, well, that, I guess, is one of the issues and one of the conflicts here. The fact that, as you say, some people have problems with the battery life, some don't. Supposedly, some issues may have been fixed because there was a quote in one of the Mac publications suggesting that the particular developer in question had been able to overcome their particular battery life problems. But that was only one person. They made a big story about it. Yeah. And Apple doesn't mention it, so there you go. Yeah, I, I just, I don't know. I don't know. Some of these things get, uh, um, I'm not saying that this one is, but some things get blown out of proportion. You know how that happens. I mean, you know, a, a few people have the issue, and, and I feel bad for those people for whatever issue it is. Um, but then, you know, news sites pick it up, and, and it, it ends up looking like this this monster problem. One, uh, in, in fact, it's sometimes it's not. And, you know, whether this happened with the battery or not, I'm not sure. But, I mean, I've had three separate systems, three separate laptops running Mountain Lion and use them all in exactly the same way. Never saw a battery issue on, on any of them. Well, let's hope that Apple figures out why some Macs are having that problem. It yeah. sure gets kind of screwy. It does. And there's also a report that Apple's jumping into development of a Mountain Lion 10.8.2. As soon as they finish one, they get on the other, but we'll have to see exactly what happens. Well, and that's no big surprise either. I mean, that's that's typical of, of a development cycle as well. You know, you go in and you, you fix things, and then other things come up. But one thing that you do notice is that the longer an OS or app is around in a, in a particular version... Uh, the longer between updates there are, you know, I mean, we could be months between updates uh, by the time, you know, a year rolls around. So they roll out a lot at the beginning and then the development slows down. As a matter of fact, there's a report that there's a 10.7.5 for Lion users, which possibly will be the last one. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, they have to move on. But, you know, development, uh, it, it, it stands to reason. When you first release something that has new features and new technologies, there's going to be bugs with it. It happens. Um, and, and they, you know, they race to get those fixed. And then they, you know, there's other bugs that need to be fixed. And as they keep fixing things, then there's fewer and fewer as time rolls on that they need to get into. So eventually you get stability. But I think for most people, the original release of OS 10.8 Mountain Lion has been pretty good. It, it has been really good. I mean, um, you, you've been probably been using it all, as long as I have, and I mean, it's been it's been very stable. I've been impressed. Without giving details, I did actually use it. The earliest beta, I actually used with a MacBook Pro 2010 version. And I actually had, and this is even more peculiar, i got to tell you, this is pretty peculiar, I actually used it with a production recording session. Very nice. On the field. And it worked fine. We did an episode of the Paracast with it. And those of you who remember the episode that we did earlier this year at a quote-unquote convention of people interested in UFOs or flying saucers, we did that episode with a beta version. Now it can be told. 
I wow. can't tell you anything else, but we did a beta <laughs> version of Mountain Lion. We ran, what was it? The program we ran was Audio Hijack Pro to there capture you. the audio. Broken USB mic. That's great. It's excellent. It's amazing how things work and how stable this thing has been. But we understand that some people are saying, hey, you know, Mountain Lion has problems. I'm getting bad system performance and the battery life sucks. We'll have to see. We have Jim Dalrymple of The Loop at loopinsight.com. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Owl Live. America's number one source for independent talk radio for over a decade. We are the GCN Radio Network. Ray Perkins, a reclusive veteran burned out from the Gulf War, lives tortured by relentless, perplexing nightmares. Nightmares of a horrific battle in deep space and of a mysterious woman suffering in agony for her devastated world. A woman not yet born, calling across centuries to him. Then, a coincidence leads him to his destiny, his chance to alter the universe. Attack of the Rockwells. The former fiction editor for Star Wars and Indiana Jones, Robert Simpson, writes, The soul of the novel Attack of the Rockoids lies in its heart and passion for building a convincing tale of a love that spans a galaxy. A thrilling story. Attack of the Rockoids is available now. Read a sample chapter and get a special discount off of the cover price at our website, rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Attack of the Rockoids, a novel in the grand science fiction tradition. What do you do when your propane runs out and you don't have a large amount of wood for cooking? That's when you need a Grover Rocket Stove from StockStorage.com. The Grover Rocket Stove starts easily with any combustible material like junk mail, small twigs, leaves, weeds, or dry sagebrush. Then just add a small amount of kindling wood and you'll be cooking entire meals in minutes. Grover Rocket Stoves are made right here in the USA and are built to last a lifetime using heavy-duty thick-gauge steel and are painted with high-temp paint to withstand heat. Go to StockStorage.com and see three great Grover Rocket Stoves, stainless steel, heavy-duty, or our original Grover Rocket Stove for only $135 and get free shipping to the lower 48. For phone orders, call 801-361-6984 or go to StockStorage.com. That's 801-361-6984 or StockStorage.com. The original Grover Rocket Stove Minimal Wood Use Cooking Stoves. Available exclusively from StockStorage.com. My name's Bruno. I'm 52 years old. I've tried different protein powders over the years, and they've all tasted pretty bad. I tried One World Whey and found it to be delicious. After 10 weeks on One World Whey, my wife commented, you have more muscles and you're leaner than when you were 20 years old. My body has changed dramatically. I'm a cyclist. Normally, I'll ride two days on and take two days off. After being on One World Whey, I rode 10 days in a row in over 100-degree heat, and then I take another two servings of One World Whey and then work out at the gym for another hour and a half. I just couldn't believe these results. My normal muscle tightness and soreness after working out are virtually gone. Don't take my word for it. One World Way comes in single servings. Just give it a try. For a health and taste sensation you'll love, call 888-988-3325. That's 888-988-3325. That's 888-988-3325. Or visit OneWorldWay.com. That's OneWorld, W-H-E-Y.com. 
Let's keep preparedness simple. Do you need stuff for disasters? Of course you do. For over 15 years, DisasterStuff.com has, well, stuff for disasters. See? Easy to remember. DisasterStuff.com. Want free shipping on a new Berkey water filter? DisasterStuff.com is the official Berkey in-stock shipping center. Lots of folks want an EMP Faraday bag to protect sensitive electronics during a solar or nuclear event. Now for a limited time, all survival gear purchases over $75 include a free 8x8-inch EMP Faraday bag. Just enter promo code EMP bag when you check out at DisasterStuff.com. We're also a country living grain mill authorized dealer. Plus, we offer freeze-dried foods by Alpine Air and Wise Foods. We also carry emergency kits, survival seeds, and much more. Preparedness should be simple, and it is. Just remember, DisasterStuff.com. Freedom through self-reliance and personal responsibility. You never know what's going to happen next while listening to the Tech Night Isle, live with Gene Steinberg. We have Jim Dalrymple of The Loop at loopinsight.com. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Isle live. And a reminder, this segment is brought to you by a new sponsor, Crush FTP. Now, Crush FTP is what they call an FTP file server, and it runs great on Macs, including Mountain Lion, on Windows. Also, it runs on Linux, and you run your own file server. You can run it in the cloud or host it on your computer, and this way it lets your customers drag and drop the files they need to upload or retrieve right in the file browser from a web client. So if they're using Internet Explorer on Windows, Safari, or Chrome on the Mac, whatever... They can use drag and drop to upload files, multiple files. They use advanced PGP encryption to make sure all the files are safe. Many more features. Prices start at $40. Go to crushftp.com. Crushftp.com. Okay, Jim, let's just look at some other stories in the general computing universe. You have a story over at the loop at loopinsight.com. Dell and HP are like reading a page from a horror novel. Now, a month ago, we learned that Apple didn't quite sell as many iPhones as some have predicted. So, of course, stock price went down for, what, about a week? And then it went (laughs) way up again when they had a reality check and realized, hey, wait a minute, this isn't so bad. Yeah, that was that was kind of funny. I mean, to me, that came out of the fact that that Apple kept meeting and beating expectations. So analysts just kept you know, uh, piling on what they thought Apple would get. Now, keep in mind that the quarter that we're talking about, that Apple didn't make the numbers that analysts predicted, they made an $8 billion profit. So not all that bad, really. Also, Apple had their own guidance, and they exceeded that guidance in terms of revenue by a billion dollars. So it's not as if they failed to meet expectations. It was the media... It was Wall Street, the financial community, inventing expectations that Apple couldn't meet no matter what. Well, and that's just it. I mean, they invented expectations. Now, just as, a, as an aside here, it was actually $8.8 billion, uh, a profit that they made. They sold 26 million iPhones in the quarter, a quarter which was 28% growth over 
a year ago, 17 million iPads, which was an 84% unit growth over last year, and 4 million Macs, which was a 2% unit growth. Uh, now, they were down in um, iPods, but it's been iPods have been down because of iPhone sales and things like that, so we expect that. But the 2% unit growth in Macs may look, oh, that's, that's kind of weak, except when you can uh, figure in that the overall PC market was down. It was in the negatives. So the Mac is, is still up and the rest of the industry is down. So, you know, anybody that can call that quarter a, a disappointment is, is just crazy. And so we look at Apple's stock price, which is now just soaring again because there are so many expectations about future products. And we'll get into the expectations in a moment. But right now, Dell and HP, traditionally one or two in the PC industry, they're suffering here, which is why you wrote that article. Or actually, you quoted that article. Yeah. Um, Ohm Malik at GigaOhm wrote the article, and, and it's a, a very biting article uh, to Dell and HP. But the thing is, Ohm is exactly right when what he outlines in this article. And that's a, basically Dell and HP have failed to come up with, with any kind of a strategy outside of being the traditional PC vendor. And, and people are looking beyond the traditional PC vendor and they want a company like an Apple or, uh, I guess even Samsung, you know, somebody that m- does make the computers, they make mobile devices, they make tablets. Now, if you look at Apple in that mix, they, they also make a lot of the software, uh, the operating system. I mean, Apple is a, a full service type company now and, De- and Dell and HP just, they're not there. They don't have that. It, it's kind of sad, really, when you look at it, because they, they've tried. They've tried to go on the tablet side, and the, they've tried to compete with Apple on the iPod even years ago. They've tried to compete with them on tablets, and they've failed miserably. They, they just can't do it. And you have to consider here, HP is a company that heavily influenced Apple in the early days. You know, I think when Steve Jobs and Steve Wozniak starred Apple back in the 1970s, they wanted to be like HP. Really? Yeah. But one of the things that Ohm says in this article is that you can't really tell what Dell does by its, its statement, by its mission statement. You know, I mean, and this, these are things that the company says. So here's a quote from Michael Dell. We're transforming our business, not for a quarter or a fiscal year but to deliver differentiated customer value for the long term. We're clear on our strategy and we're building a leading portfolio of solutions to help our customers achieve their goals. That's just corporate nonsense. Exactly. It doesn't mean anything. It means nothing. It means nothing. Now, if you listen to, to Apple, you know, you'll listen to them talk about, we, we want to design amazing products. We want to make products that people want to buy. We, we, you know, we, we want to make software designs and hardware designs that are new and innovative. Those mean something to people. You can take that to your, uh, your parents, your grandparents, your kids, your next door neighbor and tell them, you know, an innovative design and software that's easy to use. What does that mean? Well, everybody will know what that means. You know, it's, it's universal. I mean, that's what people want. And I think uh, Ohm is right. And, and, 
this is a, a perfect reason why these companies are are failing. And and the part about the the horror story uh, that I had in there, he's talking about looking at these two companies' earnings. And I'll, I'll just read from Ohm's story here, just this couple of sentences. Dell, in fact, is no different than HP, which has also blown the shift to mobile and now is trying to do a comb-over by using cloud and enterprise as its areas of focus. HP's second quarter of 2012 earnings read like a page out of a horror novel. It's bleeding the PC business. And that is exactly right. They're trying to hide the fact that they they can't make it in the mobile space by saying their focus is on the cloud and enterprise. But people aren't buying that. What they're trying to do is to 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 shore up their sales by telling people, don't worry, you know, we're we're okay and you can still buy computers from us. But it's like they're saying we're focusing on selling PCs, which we know because they sell PCs. That's it. They're basically focusing on the businesses they're in without concentrating or telling us what changes they'll make. We have to look at HP, for example. They got Meg Whitman over there as the CEO. And the only decision I think she made was to decide not to spin off or sell the PC division. Okay? That's about the only decision they made, and the rest will come later. I'm still waiting. They have not yet enunciated a clear and certain goal. Where is it? What are they going to do? What is Meg Whitman going to do with HP that's going to mean something to the consumer? Will it be the same printers? Will it be the same servers, the same personal computers? What are they going to do that's different to boost sales? I'm waiting to hear an answer. Uh, well, I think we all are. Uh, you know, when it when it comes down to to stuff like that, I mean, when you look at, at Michael Dell's statement that I just read a, a, a little while ago, he says we're clear on our strategy. Well, then make it clear to us because nobody knows what it is. You know, I mean, there there is no doubt that the way that Dell started the company and and delivered products was innovative for years, but not anymore. I mean, you know, now it's kind of a has been type of deal, and he was innovative, but that's no better than Rim. Rim was innovative too. And they try to continue on doing the same things. Uh, that kind of stuff isn't going to work. It's basically saying we'll stay the course even though we have a problem, hoping that things will get better if we pray for it. It's like the <laughs> definition of insanity that if you keep doing the same thing over and over again, there will be different results. That's exactly what it's like. I mean, you know, they they know the danger is there. I mean, you know, in the, in the case of RIM, they know that, that Apple is there and they know that Android is there. But, oh, we'll just turn our back and we'll ignore it. And, and when we turn back around, it'll be gone. No more. We're going to click our heels together and say, <laughs> there's no place like home. Once again, this portion of the Tech Night Out Live was brought to you by Crush FTP, which runs fine on every OS, Mac, Windows, even Linux. Run your own FTP server on your own computer or run it in the cloud on a hosted virtual machine. Learn more at crushftp.com. Crushftp.com. We have Jim Dalrymple, home in Nova Scotia in Canada. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. <laughs> 
Are you tired of searching for great talk radio? Something more important. Search no more. We are the GCN Radio Network. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. If you'd like to listen to GCN programs on the go, I have great news. GCN has created a droid and iPhone application, and it's free. Just as easy as going to GCNlive.com, click on the banner, and download. Before you know it, you'll be listening to your favorite hard-hitting GCN shows, live or on demand, right on your droid or iPhone, 24-7 and on the go. So download the droid and iPhone app free by clicking on the banner at GCNlive.com. Thanks again for listening to GCNlive.com. Again, that's GCNlive.com. We the people grow cotton, weave fabric, engrave ink, embed strips and fibers to protect from counterfeit and carting to a private bank, having it led back at interest, forcing taxes to service debt. This capitalism, or was Jefferson correct when stating a central bank issuing the public currency is a greater menace to the liberties of the people than a standing army? Ted Anderson, I'm placing a free silver dollar in a book that explains our monetary system. Call for your copy, 800-686-2237. It's time to understand the system. Call 800-686-2237. That's 800-686-2237. Clear out your pantry and make room in your closets. You're going to need the space for these hot August deals at BePrepared.com. Going on now, save 23% on Provident Pantry Scrambled Egg Mix or 28% on freeze-dried strawberry slices. New this month, baking cocoa for daily use or long-term storage. Buy one of the Provident Pantry baking or dessert combos and save up to $25 off individual component pricing. Or add some weight to your water storage at BePrepared.com. The ultimate 55-gallon water barrel combo is on sale this month for only $94.99. Food and water storage is great, but how are you going to cook it in an emergency? The popular Volcano 2 collapsible stove. Save $27.96 off MSRP. Go to BePrepared.com for more details and more August savings now through August 31st. Call 800-999-1863 to experience exceptional customer service and BePrepared.com's low price guarantee. That's 800-999-1863. The choice is clear. Be unprepared or BePrepared.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Tech Night Owl Live, please send it to news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. If you'd like to discuss today's show with fellow night owls, visit our community forums at forum.technightowl.com. That's forum.technightowl.com. Here is a special offer. Would you like to work at home and earn a guaranteed 20% commission plus bonuses selling ads and promoting a pair of cult radio shows with a loyal and rapidly growing listener base? Well, think about working part-time or full-time for the Paracast, the Tech Night Owl Live, and our famous tech blog, TechNightOwl.com. If you have a background in sales and marketing, and radio experience is a plus, and you're ready to grow your income, please email your resume and references to sales at theparacast.com. Once again, that's sales at theparacast.com to join our team. We have Jim Dalrymple of the Loop at LoopInsight.com, and we've got all sorts of interesting things talking about here, whether Dell and HP can actually find a purpose for the company. Didn't Michael Dell say, what, back in the 90s, that maybe Apple ought to return their assets to shareholders and close down? Now, what do we say about Michael Dell and Dell? <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a good one. I mean, that, that quote is probably the, uh, the most famous thing that Michael Dell has ever said. And unfortunately for him, it's coming back to bite him. 
you know, when, when, and, and now again, the, no doubt Apple was in a bad spot when Dell said that they should, he was asked what he would do if he was CEO of Apple. And he said he would sell the company and give the money back to the shareholders. You know, now Apple is the richest company that there has ever been in the world. So, you know, I mean, you, you got to be careful when you say things like that. And uh, that's where Dell is right now. Well, the thing is here is I don't think anybody out there, if you ask them to state what distinguishes a Dell PC from an HP PC other than the product label, I think most people would say, well, duh, I don't know. Yeah. Well, they make Ultrabooks, yeah, but that's an Intel project where they feed these reference designs to loads of PC makers. What's different between a Dell and an HP personal computer? I only mean a couple of arcane specs or a couple of trademark buzzwords. I mean something that's instantly recognizable to the consumer. Well, and, and that's just it, I think. I mean, for when you go to buy a PC, you end up buying on um, price. Because I think that the, the general consensus is that all the PCs are the same. Well, that's what the industry does. The enterprise, they look at specs. They buy specs, and they get bids from the different PC makers or dealers. And they say, okay, well, we've got 10 different 3 gigahertz Intel Core i7s or whatever the current speed is for a mid-range. Now, let's see which one gives us a better price. Odell undercut the others by $50 per unit. We'll take their bid. Well, and, and you know, that's a, a complete race to the bottom. Uh, uh, you know, we'll sell it cheaper than you. No, we can sell it cheaper. And, you know, the consumer ends up getting a, a cheap computer out of it. But the bad side is the consumer ends up getting a cheap computer out of it. You know, because they they can't sell it at a loss. They're not going to do that. They may be able to for a short time. But then they start using cheaper parts. And, you know, it, it, the computers end up being commodity items. And they still make very small profits from those things. I mean, you compare they, Apple's profit margins and Dell or HP, and Apple earns a lot more. It's not that a comparably equipped Mac is that much more expensive or any more expensive than a comparably equipped PC. If you match them spec for spec, equivalent bundled software, everything about them, the price difference is very minor. It is. And, and, and you know, it's, it's interesting to hear uh, PC people talk about a Mac and how much more expensive it is. And when I ask them, they point to, you know, a, a, a netbook or something like that. And I said, wait a minute. Now, that's, that's not a comparable system. That's an underpowered piece of garbage. And the other argument is, well, Apple doesn't sell the products without these features. Therefore, the comparisons are invalid. And the answer is the only way to compare it is to match it feature for feature, option for option. And if Apple doesn't supply a version that eliminates what you want them to eliminate, well, that's your decision by somebody else's product. But it doesn't change the fact that the actual price of items that are very closely matched is very close. Yeah. And, you know, the, these are all considerations that I think the average consumer uh, is confused about when they go out to buy a system. And and that's very unfortunate because, you know, it's the computer makers, I, I think, to a large degree, that want to confuse them. 
so that, you know, when they do go out to buy something, uh, you know, it's better for them. It's certainly better for, for the consumers to be um, confused when they go out because then they shop on price. And the other thing, of course, is when they do advertise a particular company's product, it's always about generic features that all PCs have. Right. And, for example, Microsoft does this, too. There's a set of commercials they're running on television for Internet Explorer about how the web is now more beautiful, but the latest Internet Explorer is basically better able to render web pages and older versions. But if you compare it with all the other browsers, it's mostly the same. (laughs) Exactly. Because a website, (laughs) if it's going to look pretty and the browser generates or renders that site accurately, it's going to look pretty. So what's yeah. the difference between Internet Explorer and Chrome and Firefox and Safari and Opera? Very minor. Yeah, it is. So they're trying to distinguish an indistinguishable product with a very, very stupid ad. Well, and but people don't know that, though. And, you know, one of the things that when, when I look at a website, when I, well, when I looked at, at redoing uh, my website, one of the things that I had to consider is how far back in Internet Explorer do I go? Do How far back do I support that? And my decision was not at all. You know, I, if Internet Explorer is not um, capable of displaying a modern website with HTML5 and CSS3, that's not my problem. You know, there's nothing I can do about that. Now, when we launched our sites, and our design goes back a few years. It goes back six or seven years. And my web designer at the time looked at Internet Explorer and said, well, we need to make a few minor changes. He designed a fairly generic site in terms of the code, so it works just about anywhere. So he made a few changes to our style sheet, which dictates how text and graphics will appear. And that seemed to work. Now what we do, however, is we run... A warning. Anyone using older versions of Internet Explorer, they see a little warning sign that says, don't do that. (laughs) We tell them not to do that because it's preposterous. You're not going to get anywhere. So if we look at this, PC sales are tanking. Mac sales are up a bit and probably will be up more when they count the increased sales with the MacBook Pro with Retina display. And if they introduce a new iMac or a Mac Mini this quarter, sales will go even further. And by the way, Mr. Prediction, the Oracle, Jim Dalrymple, may I ask you, this quarter, will we see a new iMac and Mac Mini? That's actually, uh, that's a really good question. I mean, it's, uh, it's time, I think, for a couple of new Macs to be released because they've been focusing quite a bit on the the macbooks the the portables so you know it may be time to see some some desktops but i don't know if this if we'll see them this quarter you have no predictions to make no not not certainly not for this quarter no inside knowledge what about the next quarter like early october or something that i think might be more possible okay how possible (laughs) <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I don't know how possible that would be, but I'm just... Oh, Oracle, you have nothing to say, not even about Oracle, the company. 
We have Jim Dalrymple, who's sometimes an oracle for The Loop at loopinsight.com. I'm Gene Steinberger in the Tech Night Out Live. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter, and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that, too, in Graphic Converter. Also, print catalogs convert from so many forms. Formats, I can't even list them. Download now to see if Graphic Converter is good for you, like one and a half million other users. Guess what? You could save money when you buy Graphic Converter. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL to get a special price for Graphic Converter. Go to LemkeSoft.com. That's L-E-M-K-E-Soft.com. LemkeSoft.com. L-E-M-K-E-Soft.com. Gold isn't for you? Ted Anderson, president of Midas Resources, one of the world's premier gold and precious metal investing firms. I get it. You wouldn't buy gold if you believed that the government is doing a great job, that the Fed will stop handing out trillions of dollars like bailout candy, that Social Security would be there for you. That's not what's happening. You might even pass on gold if the stimulus package wouldn't fuel inflation, or that the dollar wouldn't lose value, or that your retirement would be secure. If all looks rosy to you, then now is not the time to buy gold. For the realists, there have never been more sobering reasons to diversify with gold. Since 2001, the U.S. dollar index has tanked 30%, while gold has risen 300%. Right now, savvy investors are adding gold to their portfolios. You should, too. Find out what they know. Call us, and I'll send you 10 reasons why gold will do very well. Free. 800-686-2237. 800-686-2237. That's 800-686-2237. What's safer and cheaper than prescription drugs? Glad you asked. The answer is Renovation Teas. Herbal remedies are much safer and much cheaper than prescription drugs. Taste great, and most importantly, herbal teas are effective and non-addictive. Renovation Tea is especially unique, and here's why. We spent years researching herbs and their beneficial properties. Renovation Teas uses only 100% organic, fair trade herbs. Our teas are blended towards specific ailments and health conditions, such as diabetes, blood pressure, anxiety, libido, detox, and much more. All Renovation Teas are formulated and hand-filled in Arkansas. Take care of yourself naturally, the way Mother Nature intended. Order Renovation Teas at RenovationTea.com or call 870-784-3121. That's 870-784-3121. Renovation Teas. Renovate your health one bag at a time. Digestive health is the key to wellness and elimination of toxins. That bears repeating. Digestive health is the key to wellness and elimination of toxins. And Pro-EM-1 Daily Probiotic Cleanse is the key to digestive health. Pro-EM-1 is a powerful liquid probiotic, strong enough to cleanse, gentle enough to use every day. Pro-EM-1 is dairy, wheat, and soy-free, contains all natural and certified organic ingredients, contains no preservatives or animal products, supports a healthy digestive and immune system, supports weight loss, improves absorption, 
absorption of food nutrients, aids in controlling yeast infections, is never freeze-dried, and uses three groups of live, viable, beneficial microbes to cleanse and remove toxins. Order Pro-EM1 Daily Probiotic Cleanse at Terraganics.com, spelled T-E-R-A-G-A-N-I-X.com, Terraganics.com, or call toll-free 866-369-3678. That's 866-369-3678. Pro-EM1, the raw probiotic. Live with Gene Steinberg. It's the Tech Night Owl. Because you never know what's going to happen next. We have Jim Dalrymple of The Loop at loopinsight.com. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. And did you see what I was trying to do there, ladies and gentlemen? Did you see that? I was trying to get Jim to admit to something, and he wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. He wouldn't do it. Not at all. He declined to admit, or he admitted to decline, depending on <laughs> on, on your point of view. He decided he's not going to admit to anything, so we'll have to see what happens. He wasn't going to do it, and that's how it goes. Okay, let's move on to another subject. Another piece you have over there at the loop at loopinsight.com about Twitter, the new AOL. You know, I worry about the old AOL. What are we talking about here? <laughs> well, you know, Twitter's been doing some, some funny things lately, you know. So by trying to cut out their, uh, their developers... And, you know, people are getting a little fed up, I think. So it's going to be interesting to see But how do you make the AOL connection here? Now, we have to look at AOL. AOL came on board as a super simple way to get online. And originally it was a walled garden, and then they opened up the walls gradually. Then they had the merger with Time Warner, which was a disaster. Now AOL is a shadow of its former self. But they were king of the world for a couple of years there. So do we assume that Twitter was or is the king of the world and now is declining? Well, no. I, I think the um, the thing that's being said there is that AOL kind of, well, they were the king of the world, but they ignored all of the changes, similar to what we were just talking about with HP and Dell. And if Twitter goes in and ignores all of its users and its developers and ignores the the way that people want to get things done, then they're going to be, you know, they could find themselves on the wrong side of um, of all of its users. And that's not a place where they want to be. They don't want to be irrelevant. So what are they doing with developers? Why are they suddenly becoming strong-armed? Are they trying to protect the user security there? No, they're more trying to trying to protect their domain or as they see it, their domain. I mean, you know, it, the time has come that Twitter has to make money, you know, and their investors want them to make money. So they need to be able to use advertising use you know whatever means necessary to make money in order to do that they need people to use their clients so that they can show ads well you know that means cutting out third parties and third parties don't like that in fact the users don't like that so there's there's a, a you know a bit of a kerfuffle going on right now over what's going to happen with that 
Now, isn't part of the problem with Twitter figuring out how to make a money out of what they're doing? Well, yeah, that's that's a huge problem. Isn't that most of Twitter's problem? I mean, Twitter is still financed by venture capital, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that that is that is the problem for sure. Yeah, I mean they they need to be able to do something, and boy, it's going to be tough. I mean, when the, when that's your business, that's a that's a tough business to be in. Now, even Facebook has had problems. Facebook had that initial public offering, and somewhere along the line, it was screwed up, and the stock is worth what less than half what it was at the beginning. So, what did Facebook do wrong? Well, I, I mean, I think a lot of the the Facebook um, stuff that's going on is because um, the initial stock offerings that they had, uh, the lockup is over. So that means that people that invested can now cash out, and they're doing that. You know, the the co-founder of PayPal cashed out the other day for four hundred million dollars. You know, that that's a a huge chunk of change that he got. That. Okay, so if they cash out for that amount, that hurts the stock price because people are trying to sell it? Well, only in this case, I, I think it's only because it's so new, you know, and, and that makes it that makes it a bit difficult because investors are worried that um, people are, are going to leave. And that the the stock, you know, because such a large group of people are cashing out their stock, um, I think that you know they're they're just a bit afraid that it's the the, the shine is gone and people are going to decide that they want out. But that's not necessarily the case. I mean, you know, they're they're cashing out to to get their money's worth, and they're allowed to do that. Maybe they feel quit while we're ahead. It can't get any better than this. Well, I mean, if you invested, you know, uh, millions of dollars of your money, um, and and the the IPO goes, and you know, you can make four hundred million dollars. Well, yeah, why not cash out? <laughs> I would. Well, we have to think about. There's a fellow named Brent Oxley, who's an independent businessman. At eighteen, he sets up a company for web hosting called HostGator. At 28, he sells it for between 225 and $250 million. So we have a 28-year-old guy who's cashed out, who's made tons of money, and is worth what, about the same as Mitt Romney at age 65? Wow. So that's the times we live in. Gee, that never happened to me. That never happened to me either. Yeah, we're just working stiffs. <laughs> But now we look at something like Twitter. How does a company like Twitter, we know how Facebook does it with ads. How do you monetize Twitter also with ads? And if you're dealing with these limited presentation blurbs that people put up, up to 140 characters, that just streaming, streaming down in Twitter, do you just stick ads on each side of the screen? What do you do? Well, and and that's the big question, isn't it? I mean, I, I don't think anybody has really figured that part out yet. You you need to figure that part out, but that's tough. That's very tough. Nobody nobody really knows what to do. So, isn't it strange? Here we have a company that is offering a free service. 
getting incredible amounts of publicity. I mean, when people start tweeting, politicians, show business figures, it's all over the world. Yeah. But Twitter can't monetize that. That's different than AOL. You know, AOL, of course, at that time, they were offering dial-up internet service, and they made a lot of money from it because people were paying every month. When things moved to broadband and where AOL became passe because they didn't migrate with the times and they pulled off that full merger, you know, I guess is where they lost their way. But for a number of years there, AOL was really raking it in. But Twitter is free. How do you rake it in? What do you do? Well, I mean, they could uh, do things like app.net is doing, um, uh, you know, where they're charging $50 a year. But that's, you know, this alternative uh, to, to Twitter. Whether that will work or not, nobody really knows. And as soon as you start charging for it, a lot of people will say, I don't need to pay for this. I can't pay for this because of the economy. We'll talk more about it. With Jim Dalrymple of The Loop at loopinsight.com, I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. The GCN Radio Network, providing the world with hard-hitting talk radio. GCN. Great talk radio starts here. If you want to get your website online and you need reliable service, first-class service at the lowest possible price, there's only one place to go. Well, DreamHost has a special promotion with our show where they'll offer you unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, one-click web apps such as WordPress, 24-7 support. You can save over $55. You want to know how? Go to DreamHost.com radio. DreamHost.com radio. Whether it's personal mail, whether it's business email, you want reliable, dependable delivery, freedom from spam, freedom from viruses. Well, Polaris Mail offers professional email hosting services for your personal or small business use. Each account uses 25 gigabytes of storage, an easy-to-use webmail interface, and full mobile sync. Sign up today for a 30-day free trial at PolarisMail.com, PolarisMail.com. Alex Jones here with a great way to beat the blackouts, get off the grid, and generate your own supply of electrical power. Folks, with what's been going on in this country, I don't have to tell you about the power grid and just how vulnerable it is. That's in the mainstream news every day. Millions of people have lost their power in the last few weeks because of dangerous storms and killer heat that's pushing the grid beyond its capacity. I've always said that every family needs to be ready for blackouts. And if you don't have a backup system in place, I've got a great opportunity for you. Right now, our good friends at Solutions from Science are offering huge savings on their best-selling Power Hub unit. In fact, I think it's the best deal I've ever seen them make. It's literally thousands of dollars in savings. Remember, these backup systems don't need gas because they're solar-powered. That means there's no dangerous fumes and no noise. InfoWars listeners can get all the details at BeatTheBlackouts.com. That's BeatTheBlackouts.com. America, land of the free. But how free can you be, really, when Internet viruses and malware can attack your computer? Sure, you have antivirus protection, but it's not free, is it? Until now. Now, Zone Alarm offers free antivirus protection. And independent studies show that Zone Alarm provides better malware protection than even Norton and McAfee. And they're not free, are they? 
Declare your freedom and go to GetBetterForFree.com. That's GetBetterForFree.com. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. Have you ever wondered why banks, stockbrokers, investment advisors won't talk about gold IRAs? They've been available since 1986, yet the financial industry won't recognize the value of gold for your retirement. Gold has outperformed paper investments, yet no word about IRAs. If you would like to have gold for your retirement, call 800-686-2237. Don't get left behind by rising inflation and low returns. Call 800-686-2237. Secure your future and call 1-800-686-2237. Hello? Congratulations. For what? For losing all that weight. How'd you do it so fast? ASAP. ASAP what? What's that mean? Are you ready to get as skinny as possible, as soon as possible, as simple as possible, and as sexy as possible? I'm listening. Then get with the ASAP program. It's real and it works. No smooth talk, no slick advertising, and no exaggerated claims of success. I've got to know more. Welcome to ASAP, as slim as possible. Whether you have 10, 20, or 50 pounds to lose, ASAP is your weight loss answer. ASAP targets the abnormal fat reserves and makes them available to be burned as fuel and contains no caffeine or hormones. Order ASAP at wholesale prices or join the team to share the business with others. Visit GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. Lose weight and look great with ASAP as slim as possible. Live with Gene Steinberg, it's the Tech Night Owl, because you never know what's going to happen next. We have Jim Dalrymple of The Loop at loopinsight.com. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Owl Live, and we are exploring so many different topics here. And one was an article that was quoted over at The Loop about whether Twitter is maybe a new AOL. And I don't know. Maybe at the end of AOL it would be because they have to figure out a way to monetize this thing. And charging a subscription fee isn't going to cut it because you have to have a basic free service. You can have maybe an advanced service on Twitter. What, with 280 characters? No, that wouldn't work because it wouldn't be compatible. You could possibly have a Twitter Pro and charge for it. But what would you give them? Chat rooms, something else? Well, no ads for sure would would definitely be be one of them. But yeah, I mean, this is the problem that Twitter's running into. They've got you know everybody in the the world that you know from politicians, musicians, actors, uh, and regular users wanting to to use the service, but they can't make any money. And they don't know how to make any money. I'm not sure anybody knows how to make money with with something like Twitter just because it's so fast. It's it's you know, always moving. Sure, you have the eyeballs, but does that really matter? I mean you look at the stars, you look at yeah somebody with a million followers or something, they're making money from Twitter because they're posting ads and stuff in their timeline. Well that's what Twitter wants. But you know, is somebody going to click an ad from, you know, my mother's timeline? Well, who knows? Maybe not. Probably not. Yeah. So how many years does Twitter have to make it work before it's yesterday's news? Oh, they have a long time, I think. And this is, Twitter's not going to go away. 
they just, uh, you know, they started off by being kind and friendly, and now they're starting to cut people out. So now they're in the news in a bad way. Uh, you know, it's it's one of those things that happens. Let's move over to Apple again. We have more and more speculation. I'm going to ask you this question, okay? Oh, Oracle. Jim Dalrymple, the Oracle, who, <laughs> when he makes a prediction, is just about always right. Or at least if he says he thinks it's right. Apple TV. There's a story that came out in the Wall Street Journal suggesting that Apple is trying to strike a deal with the cable and satellite providers to make the Apple TV the front end to replace your existing set-top box with an Apple TV with their unique interface working with the cable or satellite provider. And when you push the button to record a show, what it does is it sticks it in the cloud. It uses iCloud, I guess, or the equivalent over at your cable service. Now, some companies are already doing this cloud DVR storage. Comcast was trying that, and I think the content providers were objecting. But what would happen there is when you decide to click on a show and record it for time-shifting, Instead of recording it on a physical hard drive on your DVR, it would be stored on Comcast servers, and all they need to do is store one copy with little flags that say, these 40,000 people want to watch it tomorrow. So does Apple do this? Is this something that Apple might want to get into in terms of making the Apple TV realize some potential in the living room? Oh, I think so. I think it's definitely something that they that they want to get into. I mean, they they need to. I think they have the ability to help fix TV. I mean, TV is is something that I think we we all find annoying, and they have the ability to help with that. What is annoying about TV right now? What are the factors that Apple needs to fix? Well, I mean, TV right now is based on what the networks want not what we want and you know we can't uh, you know just regular network tv we can't watch what we want when we want you know we really we really well don't we have- can with a dvr i mean i only have to watch the shows that are on there of course i can only record two at a time which <laughs> is one of the problems but i mean i decide for example i want to watch this show i want to watch that show and maybe i can watch a third show and then later on, I'll catch up with it. Now, obviously, if you don't have to have a physical recording device on your own set-top box and it's in the cloud, you can choose 26 shows to record at one time. And that's fine because you're not recording anything. You're just flagging the show for later retrieval. You can record 20 at a time. So that is a limitation. So maybe that would be one thing. Although I don't know how many people really care about that. How many people watch enough that they need to be able to time shift all these shows at the same time? Yeah, TV is a is a it, it's such an old thing. It's kind of like you know the Ma Bell uh, telephone delivery, you know, and that that's shifting away from. I mean, how many payphones do you see now? And and a what? A, what a what payphone? Yeah. What's that? <laughs> I guess at the airport you do. I guess so, but a lot of people are even giving up their home phones and just have a mobile phone now. You know, so the industry is is changing, and I think to a large extent, the the television industry has they've really not had to change. You know, they've they've had the same type of 
delivery mechanism for years. We had the DVR, but somebody needs to go in there and really shake it up. And Apple may be the ones to do that. So this is something where Apple would work with the existing providers, not replace them, because replace them presents a problem. If you replace them, you've got to start your own service. You have to make a decision. Are you just going to offer some a la carte content? Are you going to replace the ability to receive live broadcasts from cable and broadcast TV? What do you do? It's going to be limited. But if you want the whole widget, you want total freedom, you'd still be stuck with an Apple TV and your regular TV set-top box. You still have two or more boxes. If Apple can replace the TV set-top box with their own, they'd have to accommodate the existing services. I guess that's the logic. Yeah. There's a lot of things to consider when you're looking to disrupt an entire industry. And, you know, right now, supposedly Apple is in talks uh, to do this. So we'll have to wait and see what comes out of it. Personally, I hope that it happens. I really do. Do you have any inside knowledge of a yes or no? No, I don't. Okay. And we assume if the Wall Street Journal is saying this is going to happen, they might be, of course, throwing up a trial balloon from Apple or one of the cable or satellite providers. But at least there's substance to it. They're not in the business of just making it up, I don't think. Let's hope not. Well, I have to say this. Some weeks back when I was speculating around Apple TV, I don't know whether I suggested this to you or not, Jim. I said that Apple may be best advised to make some kind of accommodation with the existing TV providers. Do you recall that? Yeah, you you could have said that, yeah. Well, there, you're right. So I think I hit on this, but I have no inside information. I was just trying to weigh the tea leaves and see which direction they fell into. I felt that a streaming service, subscription service, would have limits. It would also run you up against the ISP's own bandwidth cap. But if the ISP is already selling you a cable TV service delivered through an Apple TV, the bandwidth cap wouldn't imply anything, wouldn't be involved because they're dealing with their own network. These are the things that are going to trip. I think these are the things that have probably tripped up people in the past. I mean, Apple's not the first one to try this. Microsoft had, you know, TV stuff and media centers and everything else. Well, Microsoft also had Web TV, which died on the vine. They bought that company from somewhere else, and they made what might have been a fledgling service in the 90s into nothing. Yeah. We yeah, forget that. Just... You know, we forget that Microsoft's acquisitions don't always go very far. I know now they bought <laughs> Skype, and I was mentioning this with Kirk McElhern earlier in the show. What is the benefit of Skype having been acquired by Microsoft, and there was an interview with a Skype executive where they asked him some general questions about strategy and about things they're going to do. And again, it was corporate doublespeak. Yeah. Nothing made any sense, but this makes sense. We have Jim Dalrymple of The Loop at loopinsight.com for one more segment on the Tech Night Out Live. America's number one source for independent talk radio for over a decade. We are the GCN Radio Network. 
Hey neighbors, you've seen all those crazy, wacky products on TV. The perfect tortilla, easy covers, hot booties, furniture fix, petty spin, and more. Where do you find all that stuff? You go to asseenontv.com because this is the one-stop source for all of these TV goods advertised. Find all your favorites as seen on TV. Check them out as seenontv.com. And by the way, save 10%. Here's what you do. Use the code SEEN1, S-E-E-N number one, SEEN1. Go to asseenontv.com to order. Save 10%. Purchase this summer's hottest As Seen on TV items. Save 10%. Or call 1-866-277-3366. The code Scene one to save 10%. Radio advertising on GCN, the Genesis Communications Network, is simple, affordable, and reaches millions. How do we do it? Let's break it down. First, the simple part. You tell us about your business. <laughs> then our expert radio copywriters write your copy. We hire professional voice talent. Hello there. I'm a professional announcer. And then produce your ad with just the right music and feel. <laughs> Voila. Simple. How affordable? 60-second ads on GCN are the most affordable national radio advertising rates, period. And that brings us to reach. Millions of people listen to GCN radio programs on over 700 AM and FM and XM stations and streaming audio live. That's it. A one-stop shop. Creative radio ads. Very affordable rates. Millions of potential customers and customer service that can't be beat. See our current list of satisfied advertisers at GCNlive.com. Then shoot us an email, advertise at GCNlive.com. What's the difference in all these online emergency food stores? The difference is Deseret. DeseretFoodStores.com has the best price on a one-year supply of restaurant-style gourmet food starting at just $695 for 875 servings. For the highest quality food with a 30-year shelf life, experience the Deseret difference at DeseretFoodStore.com, spelled D-E-S-E-R-E-T, or call 801-444-1444. DeseretFoodStore.com, food for now, food for life. In a coming-apart world, you need something to keep it tied together. That something is Atwood Rope, the highest quality rope made in the USA from exotic braids for military, rescue, arborists, shipyards, tow line, or boating. Quality rope at affordable prices you and your customers can depend on. Find a dealer or shop online at atwoodrope.net. Enter promo code RADIO to receive 100 feet of 550 paracord free with purchase. Atwood Rope, working to keep the world tied together. How's your pH today? Are you acidic? How alkaline is your blood and body? What is the pH of the water you drink? We are AlkaVision, and we have the answers. Drinking pure, high-alkaline water is one of the most important factors in maintaining vibrant health and high energy because bacteria and viruses cannot survive in an alkaline, high-pH environment. If your drinking water isn't at a pH level of 8 or higher, boost it with AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops. Our unique formula will alkalize your water, ridding your body of harmful toxins and acid, and help regain energy and health. Simply add 10 drops of AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops to help your body rid itself of acidic waste, increase oxygen, and raise the pH of your body to optimal levels. Order your bottle of AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops for only $29.95 at AlkaVision.com, spelled A-L-K-A-Vision.com, or call 800-518-7615, 800-518-7615. Alkalize your body, supercharge your health at AlkaVision.com. 
know what's going to happen next? Well, here's the Tech Night Owl, live with Gene Steinberg. Jim Dalrymple of the Loop at LoopInsight.com joining us. We were talking through the show about, for example, whether Twitter is a new AOL. Okay. We were talking about the problems that Dell and HP have. We were talking about a lot of interesting subjects. It's a big story, by the way, this week. And I'm surprised that this became that. CNBC talks about Facebook. We talked about Facebook's stock problems earlier. Where a lot of the initial investors are cashing out, getting away, taking the money and running. Maybe in anticipation of the fact they don't expect to see the stock price go up any further. So quit while they are ahead. So we have this article from CNBC entitled, What Facebook's New Apple App Means for Its Business. And the one thing I hear about it is that Facebook launches this iOS app that is twice as fast as the previous version. Why would that be so significant? <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, you know, everybody wants their app to be to be fast and responsive, but, geez, I don't, I don't know that it... Uh it required that much of a story, really. I mean, doesn't may, doesn't make a lot of sense. Maybe they were looking to fill some copy. I don't know. I don't know, but you know, I mean, it, that that's every app should be fast. If if Facebook's app wasn't as fast, I mean, people will use it regardless unless it crashes. But yeah, I mean, that just seems kind of silly. Well, of course, there will be Facebook support coming this fall for OS 10.8, possibly in the OS 10.8.2 update, which is what we're hearing now. But we'll know, of course, in another month or so exactly how that flies. And then in iOS 6, there'll be Facebook integration as there is Twitter integration. Whether this will mean more potential profits for Twitter and for Facebook is anyone's guess. I agree. It's going to be good when it comes. We'll have to see where that plays out. Now, Microsoft has now a new logo for the company. Instead of just Microsoft, it is Microsoft with four squares adjacent to it on the left side, I suppose signifying the tiles used for Windows 8. Or maybe if you get a Microsoft product, you're a square. (laughs) Yeah, I saw that logo today. I mean, you know, I guess sometimes you just want to do something new. And here's an interesting thing that I discovered also, and I hadn't paid attention before. Microsoft has a really low upgrade price for Windows 8. If you have a version of Windows now, you can get Windows 8 Pro or something like that for $39.99. Except that offer appears to expire early in 2013. It is not the permanent price. Right. I mean, with Mountain Lion, it's $19.99 until Mountain Lion's successor is available. With Windows 8, if you don't buy it in the first few months, which is designed to really boost sales early in the days and possibly get a lot of early adopters, if they don't buy the Windows 8 upgrade right away, it's going to be too late. You're going to pay a higher price, much higher price. Well, it's when when Apple releases Mountain Lion, you know, you get it for you know, 20 bucks. When Microsoft releases its OS, you get it for 
you know, 50 bucks and only for a short time. And then it's 200 bucks. And, you know, I, and there's so many different versions. It's the same old problem with, with Microsoft. So, for example, if you buy a physical copy of Windows 8 Pro, now it's thirty nine ninety nine online. It is sixty nine ninety nine for a physical copy. After January thirty first, it will be one ninety nine, and the upgrade options at retail stores will be sixty nine ninety nine until January thirty first, when the price reverts to ninety nine ninety nine. <laughs> I mean, doesn't Microsoft understand the word simple? No. No. And, and you know, they're, they're trying to, to fit something in there for everybody. And the fact is, that's, that's a difficult thing to do. Instead of trying to, you know, make this price for these people and this price for... And just make a price and sell the damn thing. But, you know, that's that's not what they want to do. It's, it's a mistake, I think. But, you know... Right now, I'm dizzy looking at these prices. Yeah. But I'm also dizzy trying to understand why... Microsoft comes out with something where it has two different interfaces. It's not like, for example, Apple, when they came out with Mac OS X, they had a classic environment where you'd launch a Mac OS 9 app and would open up Mac OS 9 in an individual window within Mac OS X, and you'd work with it. It's kind of like the way virtual machines work, for example, like virtualization software from Parallels or from VMware. For example, right. it opens up a separate window containing the operating system and all the stuff you do there, although there are various integration techniques to make them look more seamless. So we understand what Apple did. With Microsoft, if you click on the desktop or you try to launch an application within Windows 8 that is not Windows 8 savvy with the modern UI, which is what it's called now instead of Metro because of the trademark considerations, it goes into a simplified Windows desktop. Suddenly you're in a completely different operating system with a completely different <laughs> interface. How do I get back? Oh, if you click on a little hotspot, the lower left, bottom left side of the screen, lower left side of the screen, you have an option there to click start, which takes you back to the tiles and modern UI. Does that yeah, make sense? Because nobody will ever miss that. Oh, yeah. I mean, we always have to know where the hotspot is. <laughs> Yeah, I, there's just so much craziness going on, Gene. It, it 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 just baffles me that companies can continue to to keep selling stuff. Really, how does that happen? Well, a lot of these companies, for example, Samsung. Samsung, of course, is embroiled in this serious patent lawsuit with Apple, and there may be a conclusion or a jury verdict by the time you hear the show. So we weren't going to predict. We're just going to say in general. Samsung has zillions of models of things. You know, you have an iPhone 4S right now, a 5 coming soon. You have an iPhone 4, which is last year's model, and iPhone 3GS, which is the previous year's model. Okay, so we know what's going on with Apple. If you go look at a Samsung device, there are 12,000 different products, and how do you figure out which one is which? And that's true with a lot of these other tech companies. They feel they can't compete with one or two products. They have to flood the market. It's kind of like what they do in show business. You know, if you're a music company, you release a thousand recordings hoping that two or three will become hits. You kind of like just throw things up in the air hoping one will land straight up instead of upside down. And then when it when it does, you can say, see what a success we are? Well, you have to hope in that case enough products will be successful 
then they can say, see how successful we are. But then you look at the other 99% of their products that went absolutely nowhere. Yeah. It's true. Very, very true. So looking at the tea leaves again, we already know about the iPhone. We've talked before about possible iPad mini, about new Macs, about maybe changes in Apple TV. The final question to ask you before we let you go. The other Apple TV speculation, a full smart TV, going to happen? I I still think it's a, it's a possibility. I think it's something that Apple really has to take a look at, you know, and, and I think that they are. So there's my two cents worth. I, I think that I think you'll see you'll see something. Is this really something good. that your sources tell you or just a gut feeling? No, this is just this is just my my gut feeling. Um, I really think that it's some it's it's a place where Apple can make a difference. Jim Dalrymple, where do we find more of the stuff that you publish to make a difference? You can find me at jdalrymple on Twitter and loopinsight.com on the web. And you can find us on Twitter. We are Tech Night Owl. That's Tech Night Owl at Twitter. You could also find me on Facebook. I'm Gene Steinberg, and I've got links to the Paracast and our other shows. And speaking of the Paracast... That's the place where we talk about UFOs and things that go bump in the night. And that's on the day after you hear this show. So you can hear both and not have to worry about doing it at the same time. That's the Paracast at Paracast.com. Jim Dalrymple of The Loop at LoopInsight.com. Thanks for joining us on the Tech Night Out Live. Thanks a lot, Gene. The Tech Night Owl Live is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. We'll be back next week. Same bat time, same bat channel.